This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today's Thursday, December 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the man who delivered the news to Philadelphia for 45 years became the big story last night. <laughs> After a remarkable career spanning more than four decades, Action News' Jim Gardner anchored his final newscast on Wednesday night. Throughout the 6 o'clock newscast, reporters and anchors said thank you to Gardner as they tossed it back to him one last time. At the end of his last broadcast, Gardner had some final words as he wrapped up his time at the anchor desk. What I need you to know is how much I'm going to miss you, Jim said to all of the 6ABC viewers as he concluded his final broadcast. We have had an unstated agreement, you and I. I would like to say that we formed a covenant years ago. We give you respect and our commitment to reporting in a no-nonsense way. Those things that are important to you and making sure that you uh, that we tell you is ac- what we tell you is accurate and fair, but we also promise to share in your joys and your sadnesses, your triumphs and your losses because they are ours too. It was elegant, it was dignified, and uh, yeah. they, they wrapped it all up with a water balloon fight that I thought was pretty <laughs> wild. That's cute. Yeah. Kind of no, it, fun. it was wonderful. In fact, I, I would say it was a little bit, um, a little bit restrained. Like, like they didn't get too, um, Emotional, but they got it was just the right note, especially for him. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah. I think um, earlier in the week, um, Jamie Apodi got a little emotional, and she was like, "I don't, I, you know, I don't normally do this. This isn't me. I'm not like this." And he was like, "It's okay. Like it's okay <laughs> to show emotion." Right. Um, he did I, at one point during that. I watched the whole thing, uh, and at one point, you could see tears. Um, like just like it, like a little. There was emotion there for sure. I think was he was talking knowing. about his family. Um, I don't, I don't remember yeah, yeah, what yeah. it was, but it was, it was during that final, you know, right, final right. statement that he made. And, uh, and then they showed some, uh, behind the scenes, like back in the newsroom, everyone lined up and came to say goodbye to him, took pictures and he got a little emotional then. And then, uh, uh Cecily had deuces, uh, held a uh, handed deuces, uh, a tissue because deuces was, was crying. Yeah. Uh, but I also really enjoyed Jim took a little dig at deuces in the final speech, which was really cool. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm going to miss everybody here and the, you know, the newscasters and Cecily's a consummate pro. And then there's Deuces, <laughs> and it just and you can hear Deuces laughing, and, and they, clearly they're like great friends. It, I, I stood up the whole time. I found myself so me, just, Nick. I was standing in front I, of the TV. I felt like it needed a dignified response, and it was remarkable to me that a 6 p.m. broadcast of a local news thing was appointment television. But there was yeah. no way I was going to miss that last night. We'll play some uh, some of the clips uh, later on this morning, and, and when we dive into the, some of that. But yeah, it was, it's an end of an era. That's yeah. it. Maintaining the trust uh, became the most important motivator for me coming to work every day and doing the absolute best job that we could do, that I could do. Uh, Gardner handed the reins to Rick William and Brian Taft in his send-off, saying he couldn't think of two better people. 6ABC will air an hour-long primetime special all about Jim's career tonight at 8 p.m. A dangerous blizzard will become a bomb cyclone as it wallops the Midwest and Great Lakes this week with damaging winds also oh spreading <laughs> towards the East Coast and creating a travel nightmare for millions ahead of the Christmas holiday weekend. Along the East Coast, the winter storm will also usher in bitterly cold, life-threatening temperatures that will spawn a widespread flash freeze as heavy rain is followed by temperatures rapidly falling below freezing all the way to Florida, which could see its coldest Christmas in more than 30 years. Wow. On top of the dangerous wind chills, accumulating snow is expected across a large part of the United States. Uh, Various winter weather alerts have been... 
have been issued uh, by the National Weather Service from the central and northern plains eastward to the Midwest Great Lakes and parts of the uh, interior northeast. Uh, the uh, These include cities of Buffalo, Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Milwaukee, St. Paul, Omaha, and St. Louis. Uh, the Delaware Valley will start to feel the effects of the storm later this morning. Periods of rain will begin this morning and are expected to continue through late Thursday with heavy rain possible at times. So it, the bulk of it for us is going to be rain and a light wintry mix, but everyone else is... Yeah, they're saying the, the flooding and the, the flash freeze is really this what, kind of thing. what the, we need to worry about. Yeah, because when the, when the temperatures really dip, we, need, we don't have any precipitation coming into the area. Right, right, right. Well, and they're saying that the ground is frozen now, so yeah. all of this rain is just going to cause Run tons off. of... Yeah. yeah. Uh, a flood watch has been issued for most of the Delaware Valley and into the Lehigh Valley. By the time the rain star- stops, parts of the region could see one to three inches of rainfall here. Uh, temperatures plunge Friday. Snow squalls are likely, but no significant accumulation of snow is expected. Uh, but they're, we're going to see... Ha- uh, strong winds, 20 to 30 miles per hour Thursday night, uh, with gusts of up to 40 to 50 miles per hour through Friday. And the National Weather Service, yes, yeah, <laughs> strong heavy. winds. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The National Weather Service says as the cold front moves through, wind could uh, potentially gust up to 45 to 60 miles per hour in the tropical storm. This range. is a problem for, for me. Uh, during the holidays, I lay out my throwing knife collection on a table. <laughs> oh, no, and yeah. I think I'm going to have to bring it back in. <laughs> and then, and, you know, and then when you have winds like that, it's down trees, it's power outages, all of that and then yeah. uh, all of these people trying to uh, travel and they're saying people are trying to get ahead of the game uh, and at the airport they said they've seen th- the lines they've never seen them like this they were actually uh, one of the the uh, news features was talking about um airlines trying to strike trying to convince you with incentives to not travel like offering and contacting some people some and saying people, yeah. hey, if you don't travel we'll give you this percentage off or a free ticket yeah, yeah. did you see i don't I, I just heard it it was in the background actually it may have even been during uh, jim's last broadcast but um that there was a plane that the that, that lost uh, an entire plane yes. they lost all of the luggage for everyone on the plane not what? just like a few people yeah. it was all of it <laughs> Yeah, wow. it was from uh, I think Seattle to uh, someplace in California, and the plane landed, and there was zero luggage. No luggage. <laughs> they oh lost all of it. <laughs> so it must have been like uh, so they they send all their, your luggage through these machines, and they route them to yeah. the proper location. There must have been a mix up. They, they just got to the wrong luggage plane. They didn't load. Yeah, they didn't load any of it onto the plane, so everybody was without wow. their luggage. Jesus. On the yeah. So I flew last week, and I flew down to Florida, and uh, you know I, I get to the airport. At least an hour and a half, sometimes two hours ahead of time, just because I've come up to the security line and gone, oh, my God, what am I going to do? But I'm telling you, there was nothing. There was nothing both ways. I'm like, oh, yeah. Everybody's going Somebody, next weekend. It's next, yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. it's next weekend, which is now, and that's when it's going to get crazy. And you're going to have all these weather problems yeah. with this wind. And across, like, do you know what I mean? Across yeah, the country, gonna, not just gonna be here. Difficult. Yeah, uh, on a super heavily traveled uh, time period. But uh, I agree with you. I'd rather get there way early, get a cup of coffee. There's stuff for you to yeah. do at the hey, airport. Yeah. You can, you Pretend can... you're a pilot. Yeah. I, I was just thinking <laughs> Try about Try to gain well. access to the tarmac. <laughs> and then if you if you, if you you have a short security line, don't worry. The line at Chick-fil-A is going to take <laughs> some time. <laughs> yeah. 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 So don't worry about or it. Or any They should combine shop. them. Shouldn't they? <laughs> combine Chick-fil-A yeah. and TSA? Yeah, or Starbucks, yeah. They're, they're the ones that have the lines. <laughs> Even D- Dunkin'. Like, yeah. if, if you try to get, if you are if you have a morning flight, those lines at any of the coffee shops are like, it's mm-hmm. so Which just came up with a great uh, invention, Chick for TSA. Right. <laughs> Chick for TSA. I like that. Have you ever flown with Pierre? 
No, okay. and I no. never will. That would only be part of a prison sentence. <laughs> no, there's no way. That'd it, be like that'd be another good. We we could all, if we all went on a trip and we had to fly with Pierre. When Pierre does that thing about you know I, if if I'm leaving, I go guys, I got to get out of here early. I got a flight, and Pierre goes tut tut tut. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like no, no dude, yeah, sorry, I don't live like that you. way, buddy. Uh-uh. I think I'm between the two of you. I'm certainly not like Pierre, but like I don't want to get there. When they started saying two to three hours, I'm like, no, I'm not going to the airport three hours before. It, it, it goes by so quickly, even if you're there early. I, yeah, yeah, especially if you're pretending you're a pilot. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and and if, if I do get there, like, way early and I'm, say, in, like, the B terminal, I'll go, well, let me swing down to F and see yeah. what's going see what's on happening. Yeah. Yeah. Take I'll walk. take about a 25-minute walk. <laughs> you know, it's kind of fun. Honestly, I recommend this. See if you can get down below and ride the luggage. Uh, oh, right. that's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there are actually. I'm sorry to interrupt, but there. If you go down to to the uh, E and F yeah. uh, terminals, there are there are like bus shuttles that you can take to other terminals from there. I don't know if you know that. No, or no. Yeah, so there's uh, it's it's kind of strange. Um, like back to A if you're at not F? all the way back there. There, but there there are buses that will take you to another part to uh, a different terminal. I get a little I've jealous. Take one one time. I get a little jealous of the other uh, airports that have um, trains. Yeah, monorails that take you to yeah. Their we don't have like Tampa, Tampa has that. Yeah, uh, Dallas Denver has that. Uh, Orlando, yeah, Orlando. yeah, Orlando does too. You're yeah. right. Yeah, a lot of them have it. I no, I, when right. I see that, I just think. This is going to be a nightmare. Like, this is too big. I want to be able to walk to where I'm going and, like, weave in and out of people well, if I'm in a rush. You always think in your mind, what if I had to get across this and I was c- catching a flight? It'd be a nightmare. There's one terminal over there that, to me, always reminds me of the Men in Black, you know, that that the large facility that's mm-hmm. just huge. And, sp- and you expect to see aliens coming in. Wait, from in the Philly? Planet. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I forget which terminal it is, but I'm like, what the hell is it? Might this? be A. It might be kind of the, the international terminal. There's a lot going on there. All right, well, if you have to travel uh, this holiday season... Good luck. Yes. The Roosevelt Boulevard was the scene of another water main break. It happened overnight, 12.50 a.m. Thursday on the boulevard and Welsh Road in northeast Philadelphia. Water was seen flowing from manhole covers in the northbound inner lanes. PennDOT salt trucks were called to the scene in case of freezing temperatures. Uh, Police blocked off traffic in the inner lanes. Uh, The northbound inner lane was already closed uh, earlier this week because of another water main break at Grant Avenue. Uh, Crews have been dealing with water main breaks across across the city, including one in Manny on Wednesday. In sports this morning. The Sixers beat the Detroit Pistons 113 to 93 last night in South Philly. Joel Embiid had 22 points and 10 rebounds, and the Sixers used a balanced scoring attack to extend their winning streak to six games. Tobias Harris had 17 points, and James Harden added 15 points and eight assists for the Sixers. They're at home again tomorrow night with the game against the L.A. Clippers. Tip-off is set for 7 o'clock. The Flyers, who beat the Columbus Blue Jackets on Tuesday night, are on the road this afternoon with the game in Toronto against the Maple Leafs. The puck will drop at 2 o'clock. The Eagles are on the road on Saturday with a game in Dallas against the Cowboys. Kickoff on Christmas Eve is scheduled for 4 25. The Eagles have the NFL's best record at 13-1 and one and now lead the NFL in invitations to the Pro Bowl games. 
Eight players, quarterback Jalen Hurts, wide receiver, uh, wide receiver A.J. Brown, offensive lineman Landon Dick, uh, Dickerson, Lane Johnson, and Jason Kelsey. <laughs> Defensive edge Hassan Reddick, running back Miles Sanders, and cornerback Darius Slay all made the NFC team. Wow. And Franco Harris, the Hall of Fame running back who was part of the immaculate reception considered the most iconic play in NFL history, has died at the age of 72. No cause of death was given. His death comes two days before the 50th anniversary of the play and three days before the Steelers were scheduled to retire his number 32 during a ceremony at halftime of its game against the Las Vegas Raiders. That sucks. Harris ran for over 12,000 yards and won four Super Bowl rings with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 1970s. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, a couple other quick follow-up uh, texts uh, from the airport. Uh, somebody, uh, a couple of people said, I used to work in F, and the only way to get to the other terminal without having to uh, clear security again is taking the, the shuttles. Yeah, and, yeah. And somebody else texted and said, yeah, you can take it from F to A and, and vice versa. And here's a tip. Uh, it says, hey, hey, I work at T- at the TSA. You can order ahead at Starbucks and Dunkin' oh, if you in, want to. Wow. That's a great idea. That. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. So you, you get your DD perks. You get on there while you're being patted down and we, ask them if they want anything. We need to do sometimes secrets of the airport. Like yeah. Calls from people who work there can tell us little ins and outs yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff that we don't know about. I pretend I'm a pilot. <laughs> That's a secret. <laughs> Keep that secret. All right. <laughs> Uh, good morning and welcome to a Thursday with the President and Steve Show, 22nd day of December. Uh, it's going to be our final broadcast of the year. Uh, we are going to give away our Word of the Week prize uh, today. And for the most part, uh, it's just us and you hanging yeah. out today. One last day before we head into the final part of the year. We did this years ago. We wanted to be back in the studio for that final day to share with you guys. You know, and that's that became important to it. I love that we do this because we used to just end on the Christmas Miracle Day mm-hmm. and bump the back one. Yep. So uh, we're back, and man, we were all. Was everybody? I know you were, Steve. I was like, ex- I was exhausted after yeah. the show yesterday. Marissa was saying the same thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh, it was uh, it was a fun time. It we was had, so we, good. We had a really good time, but it was just draining physically. I don't know why. But we had a great time. Maybe we had too much. Fun. We had too much to That's What fun. happened? I love the band. I mean, to have uh, that live band there. They just made was, us jump. They were they were fantastic. Whoa, fat. Whoa, they, fat. Were, they were wonderful. Uh, so uh, hopefully we'll have them back uh, back again sometime. All right. Uh, well, with this being the last uh, broadcast of the year, we need to make sure we leave today without any prizes. And Casey is. Yeah, I see. We have a few things uh, yeah, sitting around. Couple. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, a couple. All right. So you know what? Let's start giving some stuff away right now. I'm going to give away a case of Victory's Dirt Wolf beer. Wow. Uh, so we'll take caller 13. Obviously, you have to be at least 21 years of age, and we'll set you up with a case of that. It's one of Philly's favorite beers. It's big and bold, delicious double IPA on the prowl, 8.7 percent. Uh-huh. Uh, find Victory Dirt Wolf near you. So caller number 13. We'll give you some holiday cheer. 215-263-WMMR is the number. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. The Entertainment Report and Super Question are on the way. So stay with us, all right? If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
Stupid question this morning. We give away a hand and stone gift card. Good for a free massage and facial. We'll do a holiday uh, movie question in Elf. What department store does Buddy get a job at? Mm-hmm. Pretty easy question. Yep. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. In Elf, which department does uh, Buddy get a job at? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go through some birthdays while we wait your call. Uh, today is the 22nd day of December. Uh, Jordan Sparks... Who won American Idol? I don't remember what year that was. That was you one of the first three or four seasons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's thirty-three years old today. Is she the, is she the one that actually won during the Jennifer Hudson? Mm, maybe, All maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because Jennifer didn't win. No, she did not. But nope. she went on to become one of the most successful uh, artists. <laughs> yeah, on, shows on you how program. on the money that show is. Yeah, uh, Hector Elizondo. Love that guy. He's great, mm-hmm. great character actor. Um, movies like in in Pretty Woman. He's the manager of the hotel. I love his character in Pretty Woman. Uh, yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Princess Diaries. Terrific. The chauffeur uh, in uh, Chicago. Hope he's the main character. A movie I've, I've loved. We've talked about before. Tortilla Soup. He plays the father in that, but he's been in a gazillion roles throughout the years. Plays a good paternal figure. Yeah, he's 86 years old today. Uh, Ray Fiennes, ah. phenomenal actor, uh, and a big birthday for him today. He is 60 years old. He had the uh, pleasure of playing Lord Voldemort. <laughs> and did it fabulously well. And I saw in that in that 25th anniversary yeah. special they did, he, he got talked into it by... Like his nieces and nephews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, because he was like, I don't know if I want to play this villain character. They're like, you have to do this. And uh, obviously he was in Schindler's List. Oh, and my God. So many great roles. Yeah, Tremendous. basically the new M in uh, the, yeah. uh, the James Bond series, if they continue with that cast. Uh, you ever so, seen any of the outtakes of him as Voldemort where, like, he starts laughing? It's jarring. It is jarring. It's jarring because, no. <laughs> uh, you know, they CGI out his nose. Right. You know, and uh, you'll see also, the, like, the first time he's got these dots and he starts cracking up. But um, but when he's in that role, he is so, I don't care. I know it's a, you know, I know it's a movie, but it's it, imp- it, it yeah. cuts you. Yeah, it's imposing. Yeah. yeah. He's 60 today. Uh, Diane Sawyer from ABC News is celebrating her 77th birthday today. Oh. Got into news after motocross. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Really? Right. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I had no idea, but, right. you know. She was big, a late comer to the uh, journalism field. Big talent. Yeah. Uh, the great Rick Nielsen hey. of Cheap Trick has his birthday today. 74 years old. Uh, one of the coolest moments for me personally <laughs> at MMRBQ uh, was two things, hanging out with him and Robin Zander backstage for like 20 minutes just talking, just, yeah. just, just talking about this and that, and then being on the side of the stage when Cheap Trick was playing and watching Rick uh, coax Jackie Bam Bam out on stage <laughs> with him, and I got to be right there front and center for it, and he was just really cool, man. Great guitar player, yes. cool character. He's Massive Beatles fan. 74 years old today. 
Uh, Vanessa Paradis. Is that how you say yes. her last name? Is Paradis? Yes, this is Paradis. Uh, and she's a, uh, it says a model and singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's 50 years old today. What? Okay, is she the Johnny Depp? Well, uh, ex- I think she is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so right. she's... Uh, she's She has French. And, uh, would you like a baguette? Uh, she turns uh, 50 years old. I wonder what those two are like together. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, the conversation between those two, they're, they're, you can barely understand. We're the French friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, um, uh, that's not us. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the Captain Crunch? Captain uh, <laughs> What? <laughs> She doesn't understand. I love my booberry. Uh, booberry? It's all cereal yeah. for Johnny. Yeah. Remember, that's going off on a tirade yeah. in the kitchen with Amber Heard. Uh-huh. Morning. Yeah. Uh, Joshua Bassett. It says Disney actor. Uh, okay. We'll take that on good faith. Yep, 22 today. Uh, Megan Trainer, the singer. Yep. Go ahead and tell them skinny bitches. All about that bass. Yeah. Was she has like break, one. Breakout hit. When you go on to TikTok. She, I think, at this point has the most TikTok dances to, to her uh, latest song. Oh, really? Oh, what, what, what is her latest uh, song? Um, Taking it back? No, Gucci. Junkie uh, Chicks my Rule? Gucci, my Louis Vuitton. I wear my Gucci Louis oh, yeah, Vuitton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how does it go? Uh, I wear my Gucci and my Louis Gucci Vuitton. On, uh, something like that. Yeah, but, okay. uh, so, but she... And I, I was actually having this conversation with somebody just the other day. I don't know who creates these dances, but and I don't know if it was her, but she does it too. So she put constantly puts out videos. Oh. She had her brother, who is uh, I guess not a performer, uh, also do uh, this TikTok dance, which was pretty funny. Um, but it's, I mean, it's everywhere. Okay, hmm. uh, so she's become very, very successful, and she's she's one of the married? judges on one of the shows. Right? She, I believe she is. Yeah, she just get uh, on the Voice, maybe. Maybe if she's not on American Idol. I don't follow these things. Uh, so I she, do like it her though. I, I, I do I too. Like her too. Yeah, I think she's a good. singer. She seems like a fun personality. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, she's doing well. Good on her. She's twenty nine years old today. And last birthday I saw. Do you remember Heather Donahue? Yes, oh, I yeah, do. Yeah, Blair Witch. Yeah, Blair Witch. Uh, Prodigy. Delco. Delco native. Yeah. 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 Oh. She, uh, uh, I remember years ago when Blair Witch came out, which by the way was the first really effective viral campaign yeah. I can remember. Yeah, I mean, it, it was huge and it was yeah. just. In the large part, responsible for the success of the movie, but we found out she was from the area, and uh, yeah, those—it's uh, it's an amazing story. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, and I, lo- I loved that whole Blair Witch thing when that hit. I thought it was cool, I, and I, it became uh, the found footage uh, format. I was kind of fascinated. And with. you and I are still fans. Yeah, if you do it right, I'm on board. Yep. So she is 48 years old today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning, which is. Uh, what department store does uh, Buddy get a job at? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Fred. Hey there, Fred. Oh, hey, I'm just putting away my poop knife here. Oh, oh we understand. Hope we don't uh, interrupt that. Like it was for me. Fred, uh, where did Buddy get a job? Uh, that would be Gimbal. Gimbal's is oh. correct. <laughs> Hang on, Fred. <laughs> We're going to give you. Stone gift card, which is good for a free massage or facial. And you can deck the halls at Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa and buy a spa package and get a free massage or facial gift card. Visit any of their 60 area locations or search for the location nearest you to view their exclusive online offers. Restrictions apply, and you can see the spa for full details. Uh, we're going to start with this in the entertainment news. Uh, Rust assistant director Dave Halls is countersuing Alec Baldwin and other Rust crew members, arguing that it was their active and primary negligence that caused the shooting death 
of Helena Hutchins. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Halls' complaint uh, filed in Los Angeles Superior Court on Friday is in response to litigation started by script supervisor uh, Mamie Mitchell. And mm. she had sued Baldwin along with 22 others, claiming that a loaded gun that was fired on set killing Hutchins and injuring director Joel Salza resulted from poor safety protocols. Hall's suit comes on the heels of another countersuit filed in November by Baldwin, blaming armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, prop master Sarah Zachary, and ammunition supplier Seth Kenny uh, for October the October 2021 shooting. At, at this point, should they do that thing where you like you for the Christmas gifts, like a white what do they call it, a white uh, elf? Yeah, yeah, white elf. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sit around and, and they can like trade their, their lawsuits because there's so many of yep. them. Once you get into suits and countersuits and a countersuit to that countersuit, yeah. I. Still start getting completely lost. No, and I think that very well might be a legal tactic. Same things with uh, with with laws when you have judges that overturn this and that and stop that, right. but this ruling changes that one. I, get, I totally forget what the original thing was. That's why yeah. we're pre-med. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, yeah, uh-huh. we stayed out of that. Uh, Aaron Paul and his family have had their name change petitions approved, meaning that the actor is now legally known as Aaron Paul. I think that makes sense, because that's yeah. This is bread and butter. Yeah, and in fact, he was born, he's used that stage name for most of his career, but he was born Aaron uh, Studervant. So you can see why it's just easier right. to, uh, for an actor, for somebody like that, to use a name like Paul. Uh, meanwhile, his son, uh, who, and by the way, it was his middle name was Paul. Uh, his son, who was uh, formerly known as Casper Emerson Paul, will now go by Ryden Caspian Paul. They had a... They had a uh, a uh, name fest. I, I, they they yeah. decided what do you to want? change the names. So. I like that meatloaf. They went for it. <laughs> yeah. I recently watched uh, Breaking Bad. Casey, I know you watched it several times. Uh, my girlfriend had never seen it before, so we watched it together. There are a few performances by Aaron. I mean, Aaron Paul is incredible, and Brian Cranston is amazing, too. But there are a few performances by him that are just outstanding. He is an incredible actor, especially on that show. Yeah. Uh, and now I want to watch uh, rewatch El Camino and, and uh, Better Call Saul. It's just, you know, that whole universe that Vince Gilligan created is amazing and in no small part because of Aaron Paul. Yeah, when he has a couple of breakdowns in that yeah. show, it's really fine acting. He I delivers agree. this monologue in, in uh, AA one time that's yeah. just remarkable. Yep. Uh, former tennis superstar Boris Becker, we were talking about yes. him not that long ago, said that he relied on Blood Brothers to protect him in a British prison and said that his life was threatened twice in his first interview since being released. The 55-year-old German was deported to Germany after being released last week, having served eight months of a two-and-a-half-year sentence for flouting insolvency rules by hiding about $3.1 million of assets and loans to avoid paying debts. Uh, he had been declared bankrupt in June 2017, owing creditors uh, $50 million, it says pounds here, which would be more than $50 million, uh, and a loan of more than uh, $5 million on his estate on the Spanish island of Mallorca. Uh, in an often emotional three-hour interview, the former tennis world number one uh, said the nights in Wandsworth Prison, not far from where he won the Wimbledon uh, title three times, uh, were atrocious. He said he was fortunate to have forged close ties with a group of inmates that he termed Blood Brothers as two prisoners he what? called... Did we just become best friends? Yep. Oh, that's Step Brothers. Uh, that he called John and Ike on separate occasions had threatened him. Wow. Uh, John, serving 25 years for multiple murders, threatened to harm him if he didn't give him money. 
Ike got him on his own, and Becker says, 10 prisoners saved my life, rescuing him when he yelled out. And then the next day, Ike, the other guy, asked if I would accept his apology. He said, I raised him to his feet and hugged him and told him that I had great respect for him. So Boris only had to give 10 Hummers. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Becker says that he would remain in contact with those who protected him. All right. He said, when you have fought for survival together, that brings you together, and we needed each other. That's pretty wild. Yeah, man. I do wonder how uh, deep those blood brother packs are, because... Did they ever tell you I'm, I you know, have a blood brother pact? With, no, uh, yeah, no. With, with my, my childhood friends, um, although none of us really wanted to commit to making ourselves bleed, so we we did it with ketchup. All right. And now we're ketchup brothers. I remember this. What yeah. was it over? <laughs> Just a general, when you need me? Yeah, When you it need was a condom and call on me? One of those things where somebody must have seen it on TV. And right. And we were like, well, we have to do the same thing. I don't so. know if we ever did a full blood brother. Uh, <laughs> it, it always looked cool. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, you know what I uh, what I can't stand in movies is when there needs to be uh, blood drawn for yeah. wh- for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, is that people will cut themselves across the palm of their hand, the uh, most necessary for yeah. gripping. You're going to regret yeah. that yeah, yeah, later. Yeah. Why on. not hey, just do it against you, along hey, your ball sack? We have a sword fight coming yeah. up. Yeah. I, I have a sword battle coming up in a little bit. Yeah, but I'm going to take my dominant hand. I'm going to yeah. cut. A, you know. <laughs> Stitches level cut in the middle of my palm. How about, how about the butt yeah. cheek? Yeah. The left yes. butt cheek. Yes. yes. Right? We were or talking. High. high enough so it's above where you sit. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe, you know, top of my forearm yeah. or right. something like that. Yeah. We were talking just a week or two ago about how, like, the, those tiny little things, like, on the on your pinky finger. Hurt, like, oh, it hurts so bad. Yes. Look yes. at this. So it's on my thumb. I don't... <laughs> I, I, it, you can't even... You can't play wiffle ball I cannot weeks. play wiffle ball. <laughs> Look at this. I cut, uh, yeah. I cut the, the, the meaty part of my... Uh, the, the bottom, the base of my my palm near my thumb and it's driving me crazy oh, so i and i got so i showed up yeah. last night at a veterans of vietnam because i had this injury and, right. and they, <laughs> they did not see it as a valid reason to be there okay. and in retrospect they were right uh by the way the he had he had described boris becker had described the prisons as extremely dirty and extremely dangerous there were murderers child abusers drug dealers and every kind of criminal you can imagine and uh, mimes. But, uh, oh, my God, the horror. Yeah. The, horror. <laughs> the horror. And they don't even put bars on their cells. They just pretend they're there. But he's out now. And as for what the future held and where he would live, Becker said that it was unlikely to be Germany. He said, I can't say where I'm going now. He said, I don't think it will be Germany. I don't know if I'll stay in Europe. Perhaps Miami, he said. What about Juniata Park? Uh, and I'm also a big fan of Dubai. <laughs> and he said, I've become cautious with my statements about the future. What's the main difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Uh, the um, what, the what people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones. But the people of Abu Dhabi do. do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's never not funny. I saw a side-by-side photo <laughs> of Dubai in 1985 compared to Dubai like this year. Yeah. It's insane how much that uh, place has grown in Dubai? 30 years. Yeah. Dubai. Oh, so sure. I've heard Dubai mentioned uh, multiple times recently. Um, it, it, people going, that is a vacation hotspot. A friend of ours, uh, uh, Jamie Blackburn, a friend of the show, and uh, her and her... Did they was, go? She went years ago and raved upon it, and, but also says that she's heard, you know, that it's, it's ex, it, they're just growing exponentially. Oh, it, yeah. it keeps... So um, my uh, my brother's wife's brother, so we I call him my brother-in-law, he lives there, and, he, and we just saw him. He was just in town a few weeks ago, and um, it's always interesting to talk to him about living there. I mean, that's his home. That's where yeah. him and his wife live. Yeah. And um, Steve, he says the same thing. Like, he's like, it's just... He goes, everything is... 
fake and made. Um, uh, right. It's very Las Vegas like, right? Like it's it's an improbable city. There's no reason for it to be no there. There's There's no reason for it to be there. Yeah, yeah but I think like he, but he said he goes, it's like it's beautiful. He's yeah. like, we, you know, for them. Can you drink there? We love it. Um, yes, because yeah, people can... people would stay in uh, Dubai uh, rather than in Qatar. For the World Cup, because they could go to bars and stuff in, in okay. Dubai, and so then the they people would... of Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> yes, yeah. but they but would he's... then fly over to K- uh, Qatar because they are much more restricted in their ability to like party and and uh, go yeah. to bars and things like that. So I mean, stay in Dubai. I'm sure their laws are a little bit more restrictive than. Well, than yeah, others, that's what but, I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna respond to Nick because um, he said once he left his wallet downstairs in his apartment building, uh, he said there's three thousand dollars in it. He went upstairs. He said like two hours later, he's like, oh my god. I, I, I left my, I know exactly where I left it. He said he went down and he goes, it was sitting right there. He said, because people won't touch it. They won't commit a crime. Because if you take something like that, he's like, you could toss it in jail for a long time. You have a friend who has $3,000 in their mm-hmm. wallet? Uh, in When he was in Dubai? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Um, And then also, I just started watching a show on Netflix called Recruit. And there was a scene in there where one of the characters was talking about uh, Beirut, Lebanon. And yes. how and what a, a, an amazing place that is. I was like, Beirut? I, I'm it used go... to be the Paris of the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, like... there's a lot of history there. And then, unfortunately, there was a terrible war. where, uh, And now it's back. And now people are going again. Now it's yeah. the Chester of Juniata Park. What? <laughs> the Chester Wait, of Beirut Juniata is the Park. Chester of Juniata Park? <laughs> You know, I gotta let my mind wrap. Yeah, I, I, I don't even understand that one. It's just they were trying to make a correlation. Abu Dhabi, do how's that cookie? I Thank you to intern Annie who brought us all cookies today for Christmas. Um, we got awesome. gifts from our intern. Hey, I'm not busting. I honestly want to know how the cookie is. <laughs> Freaking amazing! Yeah. All right. um, I knew Annie. I, would I, I gotta take like medicines, and I can't do it on an empty Gotta take it with a cookie, right. Right. and that's the only food I got. Yeah, my doctor said take this with take two, two sleeps of Oreos like... and call me in the morning. <laughs> it doesn't. It just says food. It doesn't say healthy yeah. food. <laughs> take this with food, okay? It's food. Yeah, I agree. And it's your fault. I have to take this medicine. What? It's your fault. Why? Because you guilted me into getting onto the meltdown ride, and then I fell on my neck. Oh, and now... oh it's your fault. It's my fault. Uh... It's your fault. So when it comes down to it, <laughs> cookies at uh, 7 o'clock in the morning Are is my fault. fault. Okay. It was really, I started at 6.40. That's a sequel to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> really, it's six. It's a sequel to Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> okay. All right. NBC has announced the lineup for Miley's New Year's Eve party, hosted with Miley Cyrus. Nick and endorsed. Her, and her real-life godmother, a global superstar, Dolly Parton. Yeah. Uh, tuning in. It'll be live in my, from Miami. Uh, maybe Boris Becker will show Yes. Uh, the all-star lineup of musical guests include breakout rapper Lato. Uh, Grammy Award win, er, <laughs> Grammy Award nominee Sia Blato. Uh, My name is Blato. 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 And the singer, rules. singer songwriter Fletcher, uh, Los Angeles rock band Lily, Lily. and viral hip hop duo Ray. Shremerd. All right, everybody Shremerd. sucks. I don't know. <laughs> no. one single person no. on that. No, list. they all suck. Uh, and did anybody watch this? <laughs> Dolly? the word. Did you watch the Dolly Christmas? Special. I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, I, I I love her. I do. I had a hard time watching. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, uh, but I, and I had a hard time watching it. It was not that, great. No, it was okay. Yeah, uh, but she's phenomenal, so she gets a pass. Yeah. You know? uh, so let's see. Saturday Night Live star Chloe Feynman, oh, yeah. her Sarah Sherman, and comedy trio Please Don't Destroy will also oh, nice. appear. They do the digital shorts on uh, on SNL. Okay, they're really funny. They're going to be a part of this then. 
Uh, let me see. Actually, we have all the time in the world today. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Johnson has announced that uh, Black Adam 2 won't be a part of DC Comics' first chapter. Uh, in a tweet shared on Tuesday, the 50-year-old actor said that he connected with the uh, new D, uh, DC CEO, James Gunn, and had been told that Black Adam will not be in their first chapter of storytelling. He said, however, DC and Seven Bucks, which is, I think, the production company, uh, have agreed to continue explore uh, exploring the most valuable ways that Black Adam can be utilized in future DC multiverse chapters. Uh, in his own statement, Gunn said, uh, love the rock. And I'm always excited to see what he and Seven Bucks do next. Can't wait to collaborate soon. Steve, I read, and you probably know this better than I do, but the, that eventually it was supposed to be Black Adam versus Shazam in a, in a franchise. And Superman. And, and yeah. Yes, and yeah. now that James Gunn has taken over, that path is no longer going to be taken. Well, what he's done is he effectively is, you know, he's basically said there won't be another Gal Gadot Wonder Woman, at least for now. And uh, Henry Cavill has been released as Superman. Right. Now, now, the word is, and this could just be Hollywood speak, that they would would like to reincorporate Henry Cavill down the road as another DC character. He could also the the notion is the the Marvel has been interested in The Rock and Dwayne Johnson oh. for a while. So we'll see how this plays out. The only reason, listen, I could have lived forever in that Zack Snyder DC universe and have him, you know, with the correction that was Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm like, yeah, more please. Yeah, I want to see all of that. Yeah. Listen, so yeah. so, but what what the deal is is that James Gunn is also really good. He is. So so we'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and see where this goes. I'm a big fan of James Gunn, his style, and I'm looking forward to his take on this stuff. But I will say that the epilogue in the Justice League Snyder cut. Oh God! I, I'm like, can we can we at least? Explore I hope we get that a little bit. Something from Please. that because I've I've rewatched that like six times and I just loved it. It's mm-hmm. a masterpiece. Yeah, it is so effing good. Yep. And I know you know. And I I take all of the Zack Snyder stuff. I just love it. And yeah. that world. And there, it, he was world building at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so listen, but he's at least we got that. Yeah. You know, the fact that we got yeah. that is cool. Yep, and it was cool that uh, Zack Snyder was part of our uh, uh, Christmas Miracle broadcast. I mean, yesterday. come on, uh, that'd be like you and Neil Peart going to iFly. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> what a day! That would be amazing. When was the last time you went to iFly? Uh, it's been a few years. Ever since my shoulder got all tweaked out, and now it's better. Uh, so it's been three, four years, something like that. You still have the suit? I do. Yeah, it still fits. Will you go back? I would think so. I need to. I need to go back there. I was May, getting, may I suggest something? I was getting pretty decent. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Wear that to the airport and pretend you're a pilot. Yeah, That's a good yeah, idea. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, helmet and all. Wear a Superman outfit. Yep. <laughs> that would be real awesome, too. <laughs> all right, so uh, just another quick couple of things. Uh, Patty Lapone. Yes. Uh, is joining the WandaVision spinoff series, Agatha, Coven of Chaos. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, the three-time Tony winner will join Catherine Hahn, who is reprising her role as Agatha Harkness, and Emma Caulfield Ford, who will return as Dottie, along with uh, Ali Han, uh, Maria Dezia, uh, Shazir Zamata, and Joe Locke, and Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey's the only Wait, name that I recognize. Joe Locke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, Patty Lapone, I recognize her. I looked her up, but I don't Broadway legend. know where from, was though. She, life, life goes, life goes on. on. Yeah. Yeah. She was the mom and Life she was the mom. On. Okay, maybe that's it. And she's great. She also is uh, known to be cantankerous on stage if anyone's phone goes off or 
She will freak the... Freak out! Yeah, she's a big theater person. Okay. Uh, Casey, I do have one movie opening. Oh, well, then uh, I got something for you, bro. Steve sent this to me yesterday. <laughs> to mention, and that movie is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. It stars uh, Antonio Banderas, Salma Hayek, and Olivia Colman. Uh, this fall, everyone's favorite, uh, leche-loving, swashbuckling, <clears throat> fear-defying feline returns, and Puss in Boots discovers that his passion for peril and disregard for safety is to have taken their toll. Puss has burned through eight of his nine lives, though he lost count along the way. Uh, getting those lives back will send Puss in Boots on his grandest quest yet. Hour and 42 minutes long. It is rated PG. It's in a wide theater release, and it gets a 97% score. The word is, this is the movie of the holiday season. No that, that, kidding. That this is the one that is going to be the crowd pleaser. You have Avatar at a three-hour and 11-minute runtime, so you can't have as many screenings. Right. Uh, this one's shorter, and... Uh, they also say it is the best movie of the Shrek series. No way. Yeah. Here's the deal. He's uh, him and Donkey are that to me that is the entire <clears throat> like Shrek even it, though he didn't show up until the the uh, last uh, It's a money shot. Yeah. He's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> what he he uses, like, and what he uses that. Oh my god, it's yeah. the best. Yeah. <laughs> and and he's just perfectly cast as yeah. far as voices are concerned. Nice. All right, and we got some clips to play. All right. Uh wow. Where do we start here? Decadence, depravity, and outrageous ex- excess lead to the rise and fall of several ambitious dreamers in 1920s Hollywood in Babylon. And in this clip, Margot Robbie explains why she always plays complex characters. I find comfort in the chaos. It's why I love movie sets. Like, I, I, there's nowhere I feel more calm and happy than on a movie set while it's you're like in the eye of a storm and it's just like madness around you and I I I love that nothing makes me happier. Uh, Bevel <laughs> comes out in theaters tomorrow. By the way, uh, there's a uh, the critics are sort of split on this. Uh, oh, yeah. This is right in my wheelhouse. I love stuff that examines Hollywood, mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to it. And Damien uh, Chazelle is phenomenal. Yeah. Next clip. Here we go. I Want to Dance with Somebody follows the life of Whitney Houston as she became one of the greatest singers of her generation. And here, star uh, Naomi Aki uh, explains how she made her lip-syncing look natural. Is it not what she appears on the Stop surface? Stop it. And she has Dude. a whole different agenda she going on as well. Uh. Um, but... It unfolds into something that you're maybe not quite expecting. She's playing Whitney Houston. I know. <laughs> I first heard that, I'm like, hang on a second here. <laughs> I hang wow. on to that. I'm just gonna. It's gonna be my match. Hang on, I'm gonna play yeah. some more of that. Oh no, let's play the actual clip. Yeah. All right, here we go. When I was studying the live performances of them, um, I was able to, you know, hear when she takes in a breath and when she takes in the audience and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that really helps is when you know where the breaths are taken and all of that, that actually is, everything else starts to just lock into place. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> uh, I do appreciate it when someone can pull off uh, a, a lip syncing yeah. 
Yeah. When they're using the original artist music and they're lip syncing to it, if they can do it right, because uh, it, it, a lot of times you can tell, you're like, man, that's way off. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, it, it is I, I do appreciate it when they do it well. And how are you going to sell? Oh, Whitney? How are you going to come up there? Yeah. Now, now for, Renee Zellweger did uh, some singing for Judy Garland. Right. right. So she got, it was more, it was... You know, it, it was very solid. It wasn't Judy Garland, but it was in the ballpark. Right. And it worked. But Whitney, especially since one of the pivotal scenes in the movie is her singing the national anthem, yeah. which is one of the great moments in, in music history. Agreed. So when she's doing this performance, she she is singing too, right? Like, I mean, I, I know she's lip syncing as well, but... You would have to think that, like, just the way that she's projecting, yeah. that something's coming out. I feel like in order to actually... Uh... Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> in order to get, like, the, the proper mouth movements, you yeah. actually need to be vocalizing something. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Whitney Houston with the National Anthem. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I, uh, can we, can, can I, all right, hang on a second. Casey's got a question. Can, you, I, I, can I, you hold me? Listen, it's the last day of the year, all right? Um, not literally, yeah, but yeah. for us. Can we, can we put out a video of us all lip syncing and see who can, who can do the lip syncing the best for What song? I'm going to be talking I want to dance with somebody. Uh, I, I want to dance with somebody. Let's do a video of you doing it, because you're going to be the best at it. Yeah, well, I think you. Well, you don't have to, but if you want to, and Nick and Kathy or whoever wants to participate, want to see what we can. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind doing it. It's a little extra work on the day that I want to leave as soon as. The show. Oh no, no. I mean, we'll can do we it during commercials. Can we build a barn? Yeah. There's a TikTok dance that goes along with it. We could do that. Too. Kathy can do that. Do you want to stay and learn I'm that? Dancing. I'll what? play the disinterested observer. God, what a grinch. I hate dancing. Both of you. He doesn't want to dance with somebody. Yeah, I don't want to dance with anybody. <laughs> the that's Preston Elliott story. That's the name of my song. <laughs> I don't want to dance with anybody. The story of a man who doesn't want to dance with anyone. I don't want to dance with anyone. The Preston Elliott story. I don't want to dance with anybody. I don't want to feel a beat with nobody. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> the right. Preston Elliott story. <laughs> oh, I don't want to dance, dance with, with anybody. Whitney did that thing when she would do a long, uh, uh, drawn-out note with vibrato in it. Is her lower jaw would yeah. uh, would detach. Qu- would quiver? No, it oh. would detach like a snake, <laughs> like Skeletor. Uh, <laughs> yes, that wasn't attached at all. How did he make that thing move? It's crazy magic. magic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny to try to see some other singers try to do that. Right when it like hers was just natural. Natural. Yeah, she was. She was one of the. She had one of the most beautiful voices of any human that ever lived. There is a yeah, an amazing combination of Barbara Streisand, Judy Garland. Yeah. Uh, uh, Whitney Houston. I mean, with they, Jennifer Hudson. They've just got yeah. that powerhouse. Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Yeah, Aretha there's, Franklin. There's a few of them that are just like, just way up there beyond the others. So, and she was one of them. All right. Uh, that's the entertainment report. Uh, let's take a break. Let me give away something. Giving away things. Okay. What can I give away? More Ooh. beer? Hey, no. I think, you... Preston, I think people need to laugh. All right. Let's do with somebody. this. <laughs> you want to laugh with somebody? <laughs> Uh, we have a chance for you to win. That's not the right. Okay, yeah. that's not the one. <laughs> An invitation hey, to a wink. I just made Nick laugh. There you go. Yes, you did. 
Uh, we have a pair of tickets to see award-winning comedian Jack Whitehall and his Jack Arse Tour opener, which is going to be Thursday, February 16th. Uh, we'll take call number 10-215-263-WMMR. This is going to be at the Miller Theater, and tickets are on sale now uh, via KimmelCulturalCampus.org. So we'll take the 10th caller. We will give you those tickets. Give us buzz right now. We'll take a break and be back. Stay with us this morning. favorite Christmas moments on the Preston and Steve show this morning, like the pituation singing Frosty the Snowman. Wonderful. I mean, um, we're off tomorrow, so. Yes, we are. In fact, we'll give away our Word of the Week prize today at the end of the program, so if you've been uh, collecting the letters, today is the day that we will unload that prize, so stay with us uh, till the end of the show. Um, <clears throat> so, as Kathy reported in the news, Jim Gardner hung it up yesterday after... 45 years on the air at 6ABC. So his first step, he took himself off the 11 o'clock news uh, yeah. and had been doing that for a while with the promise that this would be the eventual outcome of everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did some tributes along the way. But it was really something to see yesterday. So I, uh, I I heard on a report this morning that he's going to continue with a podcast of his own. Yes. Oh, really? And that he will pop up from time to time on 6ABC. As like a special report, right? I guess so. Then there's a, a few people have done that. Tom Brokaw has done it. Uh, I think uh, uh, Larry Kane locally will, will yes. do that as well. So he'll be... You know he's going to keep one. Uh, he's going to keep his hand in in uh, a toe in the water a little bit just to to do it from time to time. Because that sounds like him. Yeah, you know, like he it, likes doing it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he said. That was one of the first things he said. Is I'm just so you know, I'm going to miss you. Right. And and when I when he said that, I'm like, I wonder like why he's retiring. I would like to that, see him. Uh, I'd like. He gave a very. Uh, it was sort of a. Um, uh, I wouldn't say a warning, but about the state of journalism and why people are losing faith in in the news. And um, and uh, I'd, I'd like to see him uh, teach, you know, teach yeah. broadcast journalism. Yeah, he'd be a great teacher. And yeah. uh, I mean, Steve, he is trusted. You know, I've I've trusted yeah. him my entire life. And and so, if there's any great journalists out there, uh, Jim is at the top of that class. I, I I said this earlier, but I stood up for the entire broadcast yesterday because I I felt like it needed a little bit of uh, respect respect for it. And then I thought it was really cool that it was also re- recognized on the national news broadcast. David yeah. Muir yeah. made made mention of it and talked about it. And it was it was a segment on the national news broadcast. That's the gravitas that Jim yeah. brings, and, and it's just you know it's been my entire life. I'm 47 years old. Casey's the same age as me, and like we've never watched six ABC without having Jim Gardner be a part of it. You guys ever remember the national news uh, pointing out no. a local newscaster Not like that? Uh, retire. I've never really picked up. <sighs> I'm on sure that, it's, but happened, it's happened, but for the revered, like maybe yeah. somebody. But I mean, he is in that pantheon of revered. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to say. Um, uh, there are great broadcasters out there, and they're you know, and, and Brian Taft and, and uh, everybody over there is they'll, they'll pick up the mantle and run with it as as he made uh, mention of it last night. But there is a certain 
um, list of ingredients that goes into creating that old school uh, trusted anchor. And, um, you know, we it's you don't want to say it's passing, but there are very few like him. Yeah. And in fact, it wasn't just the national news last night. This morning they were still running it. I was I watched the 4 a.m. Uh, or the, the tail end of the uh, of the three a.m. Uh, uh, six a, uh, ABC national news, and they they hit it on again this morning. They mentioned it on the Connors yeah. last night, which blew me the away. The Connors, <laughs> wow, that's, was, uh, that's a sitcom. I had to go to a well. Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt. He was mentioned on um, what's the, uh, uh, the 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 school Abbott um, Elementary. Yes, yes Abbott Elementary. Was, yes, one true. of the first episodes. Yeah. So he did end up in a sitcom. What were you saying, Casey? No, I just I didn't. I missed it. I had to go to a basketball game last night, so mm. I wanted to, and I just missed every single last second of it. And I'm well, sad. We got some clips for you. If yeah, you want it's to hear not the same. I, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just not the same. I it's have like, the whole thing recorded. <laughs> so if you'd like it, I will. Um, I will take the uh, the video recording, put it in a box, and send it to you. Oh, All right. This is. Uh, we have a few different. Uh, yeah, I don't things. know where to uh, to start. We'll start here. We'll yeah. see what we get. Here we go. So, as some of you might know, this was my last shot, anchoring the six o'clock news at Channel Six and trying to get it right. The first time was May eleventh, nineteen seventy seven. I was six days short of my 29th birthday. Foremost on my mind was trying to avoid humiliating myself and embarrassing this television station. But there were enough talented and truly supportive people holding me up so that we avoided a disastrous start. I was searching for my voice and probably didn't really find it until the Pope came to town in 1979 and we did two full days of unscripted television. Everybody seemed to think we did a good job. I thought I did too. It was only after that experience that I finally felt worthy to represent the efforts of the members of the Action News team. And in my mind, that's when we, and I mean you and I, really started this journey together. A journey that ends tonight. That's pretty cool that he, had, he admitted that, uh, you know, that, that he, he, it was the confidence in, okay, I did a good job today. Right. I nailed it today. I think I can do this. And so I think yeah. I can do this. I'm still yeah. waiting for that moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, Press and, and Steve, you guys are, are from different cities. Steve, I mean, you, you lived in New York. Yeah. I mean, that is like the mecca of of all cities in, in, the, in the world. I've only lived here. I, I've only had Jim Gardner. So anytime I've ever traveled to another city and have, have tuned into their news programs... Mm-hmm. I hold it to the Jim Gardner standard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and no, I, so, you're like, oh, and it's, they not all, as, it's not as good. They all seem like yeah. uh, just stand-ins. So the, what Jim Gardner has. I will tell you, he's he's in a, in a pantheon because listen, New York considered the, the number one market, but I've, I will contest that in everything radio and TV, at least in quality. A lot of times, there were people that were legendary, like Roger Grimsby and Chuck Scarborough and Bill Butel and all these people that I grew up with. And they were certainly some really sleek ones, but they were also dinged up a lot. Like, they all had, a lot of them had drinking issues and stuff like yeah. that. And, and uh, you know, you didn't have that here. <laughs> you had the steady confidence well, of uh, Garner, you know? Every, every market's got their guy yeah. or, or gal or person who is the, you know... The lead anchor. You, right. you can tell they're the mm-hmm. one that yeah. uh, that that by far uh, the majority of people will tune to. Uh, and and I had that growing up as well. But um, uh, Jim is just he, he's um, uh, he does it so effortlessly. He also has, and you heard it just there in his delivery of the news. And it, it, I'm sorry, you know, I remember in, during um, really catastrophic moments that were conveyed to me through report through anchors and reporters like that. Um, you benefit from the approach, and his cadence is very assuring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are not a lot of people that, 
a lot of people seem like they're they're in a speed reading contest, yeah. right? And yeah. uh, he lets it breathe. Yeah, uh, catastrophic moments for sure, Steve, but also joyous ones. Yes, you know, like tuning into um, Jim when the Phils won the World Series, when the uh, Sixers were in the playoffs, when you know when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Like that felt cool to me to yeah. be able to see his enjoyment, his love for sports for sure. And there may be like anchors like that in every city, Preston, but I don't think any city would tailgate for that anchor when that anchor retired. Like Philly tailgated for Jim Gardner last night. Like the people that are tailgating outside and <laughs> celebrating his retirement by having some cocktails in a, in a parking lot, that doesn't happen in any other city. They're running a special tonight where they'll go through, you know, a lot of uh, highlights in his career, but um, he mentioned one last night uh, when the Pope came to town in the 70s, and he said that's really when he right. kind of found his place uh, on the air here in Philadelphia. Uh, by the way, uh, the guy, uh, I think, who organized the tailgate's name was uh, Chris Miko. Okay. And uh, he said that he had been uh, planning the tailgate for more than a year. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. And he said, Philly's a very tough, connected city. Everyone loves each other, you know. Everyone hates us, but we all love each other, and that's all that matters. And Jim gets it. Jim yes. captures the spirit of the city. He, he gets said. it. He absolutely gets it. He's a perfect Philadelphian, even though he didn't grow up here. You know, he, he this is his home. Yep. All right, here's uh, another clip. This is him uh, talking about the beginning of his career. Let's roll this. So, as some of you might know, uh, this, this is where to roll clip. that one. Yeah. All right, next clip is his relationship with the viewers. That clip was about him lip-syncing to uh, Whitney, Whitney Houston. Houston. Yeah. Okay. In fact, we travel through much of our lives together. I've been reading comments from so many of you about how you once watched us with your parents, even your grandparents, and now that you're a parent or even a grandparent, we are still part of your day a part of your world. That sense of being engaged in a generational relationship has been profoundly satisfying to me and to my colleagues. I do appreciate all the kindnesses and even expressions of sadness that some viewers have relayed to me over the past year and especially over the last number of weeks. I think he got but emotional. What I need you- What's that? I think that, Kathy, that might be where, it, when he commented on people's sadness that he was leaving, I, I think I, yeah. that was where I detected His eyes yeah, got yeah, like yeah. A, little, a little glaze over them. Okay. But what I need you to know is how much I'm going to miss you. You can hear his voice uh, yeah. just a little bit there. We have long had an unstated agreement, you and I. I like to say that we formed a covenant years ago. We give you respect and our commitment to reporting in a no-nonsense way those things that are important to you and making sure that what we tell you is accurate and fair. But we also promise to share in your joys and your sadnesses, your triumphs and your losses, because they are ours too. We are all members of the same community, and we have the same very high stakes in its well-being. And in return for all of this, you gave us just one thing your trust. Well, maintaining that trust became the most important motivator for me, coming to work every day and doing the absolute best job that we could, that I could. Nice. Uh, so the the accolades, and obviously um, ongoing, he got a, a police escort uh, yesterday yes. into work. That was cool. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, and uh, they also had, you know, obviously they renamed the uh, the, the street, or at least they, they, you know how they'll add on a, a, an honorarium by renaming the street, quote-unquote. And the studio. And the studio, yeah, yeah which is pretty amazing, yeah. and all of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, um, again, in this career, I'd have to say that he's had one of the things that was important to us was he was the holy grail for the longest time. And getting him uh, 
through a whole bunch of uh, side channels to finally get him out to the camp out uh, for yeah. hunger yeah. years ago. The mm-hmm. first time he came out, and then he came because I think he he really believed in the in the uh, in the fill abundance and and uh, the mission. Uh, but that first time was like. What he? Uh, you know, it was he's unbelievable. Coming. He's yeah. coming. Mm-hmm. We yeah. were all there. We were yeah. ready for him to arrive, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it was great uh, meeting him. But he, in that last clip, he talks about trust, and in the news industry, I mean, that's what they strive for: is to have the audience yeah. trust them and what they're putting out there. And sometimes um, there are mistakes made, and and it's a big deal um, at any of the news stations. But the way that he was able to, um, I mean, for so many years, have. Everybody that watches him trust him like that. That's huge. Well, it's at a low. It's at an all time low right now. And so when you have somebody like that who does project that, um, you know, because, again, that's I find the local news always far more in obviously because just simply by locality and proximity, you know, I'm, I'm more interested in it. But but the um, uh, yeah, his his. Uh, you know, top of the tops, his yeah. execution. I was nervous when he first came to Camp Out for Hunger because this was a guy that I looked up to forever. Get Nick out of here. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and he made it really easy to talk to him. Um, he, he loves to travel. He loves sports. So there are plenty of things that are relatable about the guy, and they, they, he makes it really easy. Uh, he's very, very humble. You know, he does not make it about himself. Um, but Preston, if you wouldn't mind, can you share the story about when you first tried to get him on the show? Sure. Because <laughs> I love this. Yeah, so <clears throat> I had uh, become friends with uh, Matt O'Donnell. We were golf buddies and everything. And, and uh, you know, after I had said, man, we'd love to get Jim on sometime. You know, yeah. if you could ever say something to him, that'd be great. <laughs> and he and uh, Matt were working together. And uh, Matt apparently, and it, I think they were on set. And it might have been during a commercial break. <laughs> Matt, uh, they were just, uh, you know, just chatting. And he goes, hey, listen, by the way, he's like, uh, I'm friends with uh, these guys at the Preston and Steve show. And they were wondering. And he didn't even finish. And Jim turned to him and just goes, No. <laughs> 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 I guess morning shows had a reputation, yeah. or we had a reputation, or I don't know, and uh, no. eventually, <laughs> no. But eventually, once he came out, uh, he was a, uh, he, he actually sang our praises to us quite a bit, which yeah. was pretty awesome. It was a very, uh, um, uh, I was, I was proud of that. Well, the yeah, fact that he I mean? said that he stayed in the industry because he was inspired by us yeah. was, uh, well, or you didn't say that. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 as I'm watching this all play out and this whole thing, I really want him to be, I want to know that he's out there, see him out and about, and enjoying the fruits of this relationship that he set up with this area yeah. and the people have looked to him for years and he should have, for whatever he decides to do for the rest of his life, have that um, have that expression of love come back to him because it's a, it's a really cool thing. You don't see things like this, you know, career-wise uh, that often. There are yeah. a handful of people who, who get it and then also deserve it, and he's one. Yeah. I have, um, and I've never used it. I do have his cell phone number now, though. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, and, okay. Uh, Blow yeah. that up, man. <laughs> Jim, what yeah. you doing? <laughs> you awake? You up? Uh, you know, I was thinking, I know it's rather early. Have you ever heard the band Fish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you he has. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, and actually, you know, speaking of that, Steve, is uh, those are some of my favorite outtakes is uh, <laughs> when he's signing off in the 11 o'clock news and he's got to promote who's ever coming up on Kimmel. And the band names, and yeah. I think you know the writers write, do that for him just yeah, yeah. to just to make him break. But I I love that. 
right. Uh, we have another clip of him uh, talking about his future yes. at uh, 6 ABC. And that's why I feel so good about the future of the two newscasts where I hung out for all these years. Rick Williams has quickly made Action News at 11 his own broadcast with the help of astoundingly good producers and so many other Action News folks. And if there is another anchor who feels more committed to furthering our unique relationship with you, I'd like to meet him or her. Brian Taff is a consummate journalist who will easily be the smartest person ever named to be anchor of Action News at 6. Mm. And like Rick has done at 11, Brian will join the magnificent Cecily Tynan and, oh yeah, deuces, <laughs> to form the best <laughs> 6 o'clock anchor team in America. Ah, oh, that's great. A little bit of fun. Uh, that, I love it. That dynamic, uh, and I remember years ago, that used to be, the, and it is... I think people like that familial sense, you know, with the the uh, uh, those reporters. Cecily clearly, um, you know, complete adoration for him. I mean, in fact, yeah. she was pivotal in getting him out to the camp, camp out. out. Yeah, yep. she made that happen. Yeah, uh, Jamie Apodi lives not far from me, and uh, I'm in her neighborhood a lot. I have a lot of friends that, that live in her neighborhood, and um, he apparently is very. They're very close, and uh, he's uh, the kids like love him. And uh. one day he just was like driving by and stopped in to to Jamie's house to, cool. <laughs> to say hi. Aww. So I think the relationship that he has with, you know, a lot of people over there is, you know, I guess being there that long, it's, you know, it's a little more than just a co-worker. Well, then is it absurd to think that we might get him out to the belly flop challenge? I think yeah. that's what he said he wanted to start <laughs> covering. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we have uh, him thanking his family. So here we go. My wife Amy and son Jesse are in the back of the studio right now. Aww. Amy, you have been and continue to be my beacon. And Jesse, you are a shining star. And I can feel the light of my other children even from a distance. Oh, man. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm happy to hear that he will be a contributor from time to time. Yes. I think that's really cool. That is good. And you can use him to good good effect. There was... I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the only time I, I lived here my whole life, obviously, and the only time I've ever seen Jim Gardner in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as I was driving down Lancaster Avenue one time, I was in, right in front of uh, where the Haverford School is, and he was making a left turn. I was like, that's Jim Gardner! Jim Gardner, do you like the band Fish? Have you ever seen Jim Gardner in the wild? Oh, no, Anybody? No. It's that fish guy. Oh, no. I saw, it's funny. I, I, yeah. No, I saw um, uh, Shari Williams one time at an Agme. I was doing an appearance. I'm like, Shari! I was just like, I don't know her. Yeah. Yeah. I went over, and, I'm, and I was there doing, I'm a fellow broadcaster. Yeah, yeah. I I was there. <laughs> I have a microphone. Hi. Hi. Hey, you know me, right? Uh, yeah, we're uh, contemporaries. Casey, even when he came to camp out, like, he was still in news mode, oh, right? Yeah. He had, like, the suit on and everything like that. So that doesn't count. You're that, not seeing him in the wild That does not there. count as uh, Jim Gardner in the wild. They well, sh- maybe he was just an Austrian mountain climber. <laughs> I, uh... Uh, they were showing some clips last night of of Gary Papa, you know, with yeah. with Jim, and and even when Gary had lost his hair and was yeah. fighting cancer, like those were really emotional. The stuff that that um, yeah. uh, even with Dave Roberts when he retired, like it was just it, it's cool that uh, Jim has been a part of the six ABC family for so long. But it, like that entire family loves him and respects him so much. It was it was really touching. Talk about seeing people in the wild. Okay, so <laughs> I'm on the. I was going. I forgot where I was going. Uh, maybe it was too. No, right, anyway, I was at the airport and I, I did long term parking and I get on the shuttle bus. Right. And I'm sitting there and nobody wants to be on that bus. It was early in the morning and it was cold and I'm just sitting there and I'm just, 
you know, the it's my body's jostling, jostling yeah. around uh-huh. from from the, making those sharp turns, and all of a sudden I hear pressed, <laughs> and I turn around, and it's Barkan sitting next. No. To me. <laughs> What are you doing here? Yeah. Oh, God. I'm I, like, I didn't see you in the wild. It's weird when you do. You know, where, where, where I've had those encounters um, was more in California, you know, which was obviously they get they get yeah, dulled to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, here, let's face it, the, the, the news people, you know, listen, Mike... Uh, Mike Jarek and, and and when they and Alex or any of those any of all the stations and, they, and all of them have been sending really wonderful messages to uh, to uh, Jim. They they're 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 there are celebrities, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. Yeah, Yuki said some really nice things yeah, about. They were Jim. wonderful. It, it was yeah. really yeah. cool. And it was then, good to see that. And then Jim said nice things about Yuki. It was really touching. Yeah. By the way, yesterday uh, to to you know things that throw you off a little bit to touch on that um, when we were. Uh, getting ready for a Christmas miracle, and uh, I was talking to the guys in the band, Wofat, and they're big fans of our program. They've been listening to us for years and years, and I was just, I was uh, cursing a little bit here and there, just dropping casual, you know, an f bomb, and they were like. It is so weird to hear you say that. <laughs> and it's same thing. If you've ever talked yeah. to a reporter yeah. or an anchor and you'll hear them drop an S bomb or an F bomb, you're like, that sounded weird, <laughs> man. Tom Brokaw, suck my D. <laughs> 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 they talk like that too in real life out in the wild. And Tom Brogan, tonight a general invitation to suck my D. <laughs> uh, beer? Just smile and me. <laughs> Steve, you remember when uh, Pierre saw Tom Brokaw in the wild? Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Pierre's out. He's at, uh, was it Whole Foods or whatever? He's yeah. at the salad. Yeah. Uh, do they salad have bar. Those? Right. So yeah. he's at the yeah. salad bar. And Brokaw had been on with us that morning. Had he yeah, not? he was in town. Right. He was promoting yeah, yeah. a book or something like that. Yeah. Right. And in fact, we had him on to talk about the yeah, book. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> Pierre, Pierre's like looking over the uh, the celery or whatever. And it didn't go. I think what was the, you know. Uh, it was uh, a dismissive. Uh, right, okay. Uh, Good to see you, too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you, man. I'm going to go to uh, this side of the store now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yes. An end of an era uh, with Mr. Uh, Jim Gardner. Um, uh you know, retiring, but uh, still going to. He's just not going to be on the on the six p.m. Uh, obviously, the eleven o'clock stop a while back. Um, and he he wants to. I, I think he's just a journalist, at, in, in a natural person that wants to inform others about things that are going on. Or maybe now, if he does his podcast, a little bit more of opinion thrown in there too, if he wants. to. What if the podcast is nothing but wrestling? Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, it turns out he's a big like, what? fan of, like, of Rey Mysterio. But then, you know, you know what? Let that happen. If that's yeah. what, he deserves, time to completely indulge whatever he's into. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's 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 wonderful to see all the love uh, headed towards Jim because he certainly deserves. And it. And it reminds you to appreciate those people in your life that make your life what it is. You yeah, know, absolutely. So feel free to move closer to your world, my friend. All right, uh, I want to take a break and come back in a moment because we got some bizarre file stories to share. But I should give some things away. I want to make sure we get rid of all of our prizes today. And uh, I have a case of Victory's Dirt Wolf. And if you're calling number 16, we'll give it to you. you got to be at least 21 years of age. One of Philly's favorite beers. It's a big and bold, delicious double IPA on the prowl at 8.7%. And you can find Victory Dirt Wolf near you. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. 
Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve, in association with the Hallmark Channel, present Christmas at Cookie Cove. For driven career girl Tori Torrenson, an unexpected stop in Christmas Cookie Cove was the last thing she needed. Hello? Hello? Is someone here? I'm an executive for a large pharmaceutical company heading to a meeting, and my car just got stuck outside of your town, Christmas Cookie Cove. Whoops, sorry, I didn't hear you, ma'am. I was outside taking a dump in the creek. Oh, no, don't tell me your bathroom is broken. No, it's working just fine. Ah, where are my manners? The name's Lauer, Gary Lauer. Oh, my God, he's a dreamboat. Keep it together, girl. Uh, well, Mr. Lauer. Please call me Stick Shift Swifty Shifty Lauer. Mm, his sexy bugged out eyes look like two bloodshot Christmas ornaments, and the spit spray from his mouth is creating a rainbow under his nose. I think I'm falling in love. Well, Mr. Lauer, my car is stuck in a snowbank down on Mistletoe Road. Could you arrange to have me towed? You know what I like? When lesbians are doing the daisy chain, and then they flip over. Uh, uh,. Excuse me? I said no can do. The closest tow truck is in Garland Reefs, Slave Bell, Candy Cane, Nutcracker County. And with this snow, the earliest they can get here is tomorrow. Well, then it looks like I'll be needing a room for the night at your hotel. No problem. I'll need your name and credit card, please. It's Tori. Tori Torrenson. Wow. Pleased to meet you. Tori Pori Pumpkin Pie Torrenson. <laughs> please don't do that. Later that afternoon... Tori and Gary share some eggnog while sitting by a cozy fire. And so, after my wife passed away, I took my daughter, Amy Fisher-Lauer, and set down roots here in Christmas Cookie Cove. I'm so sorry. Had she been sick? No, her heart just stopped after the train hit her while hit her in the car, which then exploded. Oh, no. And to this day... I can't help but feel that I was somehow responsible. Oh, no, no, no. How could you be? Well, I was the one who waved her across the train tracks. I was looking the wrong way because I was super drunk and coked up. Well, I guess we all have regrets. You see, I feel as if my drive for a career has made me miss out on a turnkey family in a rustic small town where Christmas still matters. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? I was distracted because you're nipping big time. Soon, evening rolled around, and Christmas Cookie Cove came alive with the sights and sounds of the holidays. Gary decided to take Tori into town for Christmas Cookie Cove's annual Christmas Cookie and Christmas Candy and Christmas Candy Cane Contest Convention and Carnival. Oh, Gary, your town is so beautiful. I just love it. Yeah, it is pretty great, and there's always a load of cookies. 
Well, look at these two lovebirds. Hey, Dottie, how are you? Tori, this is my Aunt Dottie. Double dip, Dottie, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> That's that little name thing you always do. Tori, could I steal you away from Gary for just a second? Of course. Uh-oh. You know what they say. You better set to walking when the bitches start squawking. Ladies, I'll go get us some cocoa. Oh, he's quite a young man, Tori. But I hope you know there's more to him than just picking bits of whatever he ate out of your hair. In many ways, he's like an onion. And mostly because he smells like an onion. Yeah, he's very, very special. Mmm, I think I'm hearing something in your voice. More than just the sounds of general disgust. You love Gary, don't you? Is it that obvious? As obvious as the long and winding drool stain down the front of his sweater. You need to tell him. You're right. I will. Thank you, Aunt Dottie. Well, I'm back. To be honest, I forgot why I left and where I was going and where this is and who I am. Gary, I I need to tell you something. I've fallen in love with you. Now, I know it's all moving so fast and I would understand if me don't... Stop talking and listen. I wanted you to hear that. I baked that Christmas cookie with my heart. Oh, Gary. And so, love had come to Christmas Cookie Cove, and soon everybody would be talking about Gary and Tori, and where Gary had more than likely buried Tori. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. All right, let's do uh, B-File. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, this morning it is brought to you by Primo Hoagies. You can get a Primo deal on gift cards this holiday season. Buy a $25 gift card and get a $5 bonus card. Or you can buy a $100 gift card and get a $25 bonus gift card. This Christmas, make it a Primo. All right, so this guy, Travis uh, Hossener is thankful to be alive. Last week, he was backcountry skiing in Utah on what he thought was stable snow when he suddenly realized he was in danger. He said, I heard a big woomph, felt the ground shake, and then all of a sudden, there's this wall of snow coming down on me that envelops me, and then I thought, that was it. I thought, you know, my life was over. Uh, Using his one free arm, Hosner desperately tried digging himself out. He said, in between digs, I started yelling for help, and uh, in, you know, hopes that there was some sort of miracle. And an off-duty fire EMT heard his cries and called in search and rescue teams. He said it was like, guys, you got to get me down here or I'm going to die. Uh, it took eight hours to get Hosner off of the mountain. Eight uh, hours. People, uh, again, when avalanche snow stops, it's like cement. Uh, nursing a hole in his lung, broken ribs, and a dislocated shoulder, Hosner wishes that he had paid more attention to the snow. He said, I want to keep being in the mountains, keep doing what I love, and I'll maybe be a little more careful next time. I think so. Yeah, he'll try to be more careful. A United Kingdom doctor is raising eyebrows across social media by warning people of the dangers of pleasuring themselves with Christmas ornaments around this time of year, Uh, which is apparently an actual trend. You mean people do that? Yeah. So Dr. Sarah Welsh, a gynecologist, said... I use the tree skirt. They said it is not advisable. Uh, She was listed... She was listing the dill do's and don'ts. (laughs) Dill do's and don'ts. Of the scandalous Yuletide tradition. What particular ornaments? Which... 
sees particular uh, people, which sees people hospitalized after getting frisky with everything from glass bubbles to candy canes. Oh my God, maybe the candy cane, but not not the glass. No, there's a reason to not use the candy cane, and I'll explain. Uh, trying to make Christmas time come early with ornaments <laughs> is apparently hazardous to one's health. Uh, Christmas ornaments can have sharp aspects or pieces that can break during self pleasure, which can cause soreness, the risk of trauma, and are just generally unsuitable for your vag. Uh, the, oh, other, I see. Yeah. In other words, leave your elf on the shelf come Christmas time. Uh, even Christmas. What con- about the train set? Even confections pose a threat due to the hygiene issues, uh, concern about pieces breaking off, or the sugar content of items such as candy canes. The gyno warned uh, anything with sugar in it, such as Christmas confectionery, should also stay well away from a vagina, as this disrupts the delicate ecosystem of the vaginal uh, microbiome and can predispose you uh, to thrush infections. You know what? I didn't default to that. I was thinking both, you know, guys... As well, and then uh, obviously they, on this side, there's a whole bunch of uh, concerns. I think there's more pointy things. That's exactly it. Yeah, I wasn't uh, thinking like that. Then there are uh, holy things, pardon the pun there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why I wouldn't be a good Christmas gynecologist. Uh, so this unfortunate phenomenon is more common than one might think. With one case study from 2013 mentioning people inserting glass baubles and even turkey basters in themselves. What about a menorah? Meanwhile, a... that's. Well, Pretty big. You and seven of your friends. Yeah, maybe the candles. But meanwhile, a social media post in a paramedic Facebook group uh, described instances of holiday hornballs improvising with a candy cane and a tree decoration along with photos showing graphic x-rays from each of those. So perhaps... Just use them as decorations. You could probably and do oh, that. Could you? Yeah. Could you give it a break? <laughs> so candy cane, dill don't. Right. Dill don't. Dill don't. Right. Yes, exactly. Uh, a group of eight teenage girls. This is a horrible story. Eight teenage girls have been accused of fatally stabbing a 59-year-old man on a street in oh, Toronto, wow. Canada, and what police called a swarming attack. Uh, the girls aged between 13 and 16 were arrested shortly after the stabbing. They each face a charge of second-degree murder. The girls, who were not identified because of their age, reportedly met through social media, gathered from various parts of the city. It's unclear why they decided to meet that night and in that location, uh, but a number of weapons were recovered. Uh, Toronto Police Detective Sergeant Terry Brown said there is no evidence that the girls knew their alleged victim. Uh, Brown said uh, recently uh, th- this person... Uh, had moved into a shelter system, but had a very supportive family in the area. He said, I wouldn't necessarily call him homeless, maybe just recently on some hard luck. The man was not identified. Uh, Brown said the girls were first involved in a separate altercation around 10 p.m. on Saturday before moving on to their final alleged victim just after midnight. The victim was talking with another person on a street corner when the girls approached him and attacked him. A woman residing at a local homeless shelter said that uh, she was smoking a cigarette with a man outside of a shelter, with a man outside of the shelter, When the girls approached him and tried to take her alcohol, the man intervened, telling them to leave her alone, and they started to punch him repeatedly. She said, he protected me, and I think they stabbed him in the stomach. Jeez. Uh, Three of the girls have had prior contact with police services, but the others had not. Sounds like a violent flash mob. That's crazy, man. Uh, India's largest city briefly uh, sported an LED display sign that read, Smoke Weed Every Day. Hmm. In a high-trafficked stretch on uh, a highway in Mumbai, uh, one of the traffic commissioners for the met- metrop- uh, for the metropolis said the company who manages the sign was to blame for the unusual message, which apparently was a technical glitch, they said. What does DBH mean? <laughs> While the sign was turned off to avoid further confusion, the highway messages uh, message lives on as uh, people have posted it online and share the sign. 
And uh, this is a kind of a weird little story. An NFL superfan known for attending Kansas City Chiefs games, dressed as a wolf usually, yeah. has been arrested for allegedly robbing a bank. <laughs> the fan who goes goes by the nickname Chiefsaholic, but whose real name is Xavier Michael uh, Babudar, was arrested uh, in December. And the Chiefs had played in Houston against the Texans on Sunday but the Chiefsaholic Twitter account was strangely silent, despite Mr. Bobadur previously tweeting that he would be attending that game. So it's, it was in Texas. Bobadur? Uh, Mr. Bobadur uh, was arrested on Friday morning after police responded to an armed robbery at the Tulsa Teachers Credit Union in Bixby, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. That's halfway between Kansas City, Missouri and Houston, Texas. Uh-huh. An eyewitness gave police a description of Mr. Bobader, and he was arrested with a weapon and a large amount of cash. No one was injured in the incident. Uh, they said that he was wearing a mask, but they didn't say whether or not it was the wolf mask or not that he normally wears. He's wears. dressed as a wolf and wearing all sorts of chief's garb. He's being held on a $200,000 bond. Uh, and that is what we will... You know, I'll do one more. One more. Because i got to get these stories in before the end of the year. Yes! Uh, an 83-year-old man who was trapped under a golf cart oh. for several hours was rescued by an unlikely duo, two waste management workers. Uh, according to a release from the company, driver Alex Gala, uh, Galarza and assistant driver uh, Polino Ortega were driving along the regular route and they noticed a man trapped under a golf cart at the end of a driveway. Shouldn't do that. It's not safe. Uh, the workers immediately called 911 and started providing first aid treatment while authorities were en route. In talking to the man, uh, the workers noticed he was showing signs of hypothermia and learned he had been trapped under the golf cart for more than seven hours. Oh, wow. Uh, Galarza and Ortega then wrapped the man in garments to warm him until medics arrived. Officials with waste management said that their drivers are trained to act as an extra set of eyes and ears for sheriff's deputies, police, fire department, emergency services. And they're also trained to report emergencies or any suspicious activity that may take place during their routes. So they may have saved this guy's it's life. That's interesting. I didn't yeah. know they, that was part of their yeah, training. Yeah, I guess yeah. so, right? They should then do Chicago Sanitation, right? Uh, yeah, as a TV Chicago show. Fire, Chicago Chicago Police. Great idea. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, let's take a break and give away right now some more beer. We have uh, Victory's Dirt Wolf, and we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. We'll give you a case of it, and it's one of Philly's favorite beers. It's a big and bold, delicious double IPA on the Prowl at 8.7%. You can find Victory Dirt Wolf near you. So call number 12. Give us a call right now. We'll come back in just a second. Hang out with us, please. Cue the jingle. Hey, it's Kathy Romano from the Preston and Steve Show. Feeling festive? I've got 10 brand new holiday activities for you to check out. Go to PrestonandSteve.com for the full list of Kathy's holiday activities. I hope you brushed your teeth after that, <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> we, we actually need we yeah. need to segment that up a little bit more yeah. and have a few more drops. We have the Santa's Gotta Go. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think we have anything else from that. Or Annabelle. We yeah. have Annabelle, Annabelle and that's it. it. But there are some there's some other ones with a hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do that eventually. All right, well, we're at the end of the year, and I think it's time to whip out a couple of surveys. Oh yeah. Survey says. Yeah. Uh, I, I I love these things. Uh yeah, some of them are and, and I've included a couple that are just really stupid. Yeah, they're but, horrible. Uh, but a few of them are uh, they have to do with holidays, so I thought it might be important to to get those out of the way. Before We're going to go with balls. <laughs> the end of the year. So, 
Here's this one. A poll of 8,000 people scattered across 14 countries uh, were asked the question, where do people want to be uh, during this festive season this year? So uh, I'll give you the results, and then you can add your uh, whatever you want right, to, right, right. Uh, to chime in with. But 40% of people uh, out of the those that were surveyed uh, prefer to be in a colder climate during the holidays, preferably uh, where there is snow. We were just talking about this the other day. So that is that is ingrained in me, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of Courier and Ives Christmas thing. I do get it. Uh, and I, uh, but I said, I, um, I, you know, I, I might yield um, in the future and, and head to another climate. Uh, 34% of people, which is not too far off from 40, want to be in a warmer environment during the holidays, so it's fairly close. And that's also what a lot of people have just, that's all they've ever known. Yeah. Except people who headed down to Florida are now going to get the coldest oh, right. <laughs> that Florida's seen in 30 years. I, yep. Steve, I think, um, I understand certainly your hesitation. I think that if you did it one year... You would then. I actually have because my, my dad was in Texas, and that's so right. I'd go visit my dad, and it'd be that's eighty-five right. and eighty-six years, uh, eighty-six years. So I was eighty-six years old. <laughs> well, the temperature would be in eighty-six, but uh, and, and around that realm. Uh, for me, the most because I know I know that Jesus went skiing on his birthday. He did. Well, listen, <laughs> oh. Australians, New Zealanders, that's all they've done. They all associate it with warm weather. Yeah, yeah. it happens in the middle of summer for them, or yeah. at the beginning of summer for them. But so. yeah, Jesus traditionally, and they all they all had a lot of heavy parkas on. Oh yeah, yeah. I have never spent any holiday ever uh, anywhere but here. Like so, if you go through the entire calendar year, uh, every single. National uh, observance. Holiday, observance. I have okay. always either Fourth of July. The furthest I've ever been is down the shore. Okay, yeah, Fourth oh, of really? July down the shore. Yeah, I've never been anywhere. Else. I did do Mexico for Thanksgiving one year, and um, it was great. We went with uh, there was eighteen of us, eighteen family members, um, and it was fun. We were all together anyway. We were in this nice, beautiful location. Uh, and then I started working for this show that made Camp Out for Hunger the uh, Monday after, so we stopped that. Thirty-two <laughs> percent uh, of Canadians uh, fantasize about being in a beach holiday, so they yeah. deal with cold weather every year around this yeah, time of year. But thirty-two percent of them would like to get somewhere warmer. Forty-one percent of Americans prefer to spend the holidays in a big city. As opposed to out in the country. Uh, both have their charms, as far as I'm concerned. And 15% of people surveyed said that they would like to be in Spain for, <laughs> for <laughs> Christmas. Spain? Spain? Dude, I don't know. Huh. But that was included, That's so I, I don't know. Maybe they do a big raucous um, Christmas yeah, perhaps. Thing. I don't really Spain? know. Spain? Yeah, yeah so. I mentioned this yesterday, the day before, but we did do Christmas one year in uh, Cabo San Lucas. It was That was our family present to each other. Man, was that fantastic! It just it was sunny and eighty five and and snorkeling and the whole nine. You know, I just adore so much the the, the little bit the brisk air, even this even a snowy Christmas. Uh, the, the the lights, the all of that, yeah. all, all the trappings that we're used to in the Northeast. But again, as we pointed out, there are people who have raised been raised in nothing but summer weather for the holidays, and that's the norm for them. Preston, I w- I think you would probably be cool with like. Phoenix or Scottsdale one year, do like a yeah. golf, golf vacation, oh. you know, and like uh, stay at a, a oh. nice hotel there. Oh. Yeah. Oh, We've yeah. got Bush. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> I'll make that my regular Christmas thing. <laughs> you can be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. If you watch the uh, the shows, the great Christmas light challenges, yeah. every place they go to is, mm-hmm. it's a warm climate. They never go 
It's because it's easier to it's put easier up a half a million lights, lights when, when it's, it's warm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yeah. two things I figured out about that show. Yeah. It's always warm. It's almost 90% Preston in Florida. Yeah. And then also, the winner will always be someone that includes something from the Disney or ABC property in their light uh, light display. Right. I figure that out. <laughs> Include Star Wars or anything like that, and they will win because ABC owns that. Friends of mine went away for um, Christmas a couple of years ago, and uh, they did have young kids, so Santa came to uh, this big suite, this big hotel room they had, um, but they didn't have a Christmas tree, so they needed to, you know, something. Right, right, right. So they, uh, before they left, they found a blow-up Christmas tree. And so <laughs> they packed, it was all packed up, right? You know, a little square, put it in their suitcase, and that's then they were awesome. able to put that up for Santa, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's that survey. Let's get to... Thank you. Another one. Uh, hang on. Santa's gonna go. Yeah, Santa... No, here we go. Uh, where's... I have, I have another... Oh, yeah, hey. here we go. Here we go. Hey! hey. <laughs> here we go. An online poll of over 2,400 people reveal how they answer the question, how do you feel about Christmas? And 70% said, I enjoy Christmas. Oh, okay. good. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. What an elaborate service. And that's half the fun of these things, that they're, they're, they're so basic. I know people who loathe it and have always loathed it. Well, what were you two? Uh, were you going to say something about me? Oh, no, yeah, no, you're, no. you're the Grinch. Kathy and, and Nick kind of whispered to each other when I mentioned this. No, oh, Kathy, yeah, so had, I, sorry. she had to borrow my hand lotion, and then she was going to do something below the belt, which oh. I appreciated. <laughs> Um, Merry Christmas. That's, yeah, that was her present for me. Buddy. My loins are a little arid today. <laughs> <laughs> Need to lube them up a little bit. Ex- now that I know I shouldn't be using candy canes. I have eggs in my relief body cream, so care, uh, have you okay. that. Right. But I, actually, I was going to bring up a text that we got a little bit ago. Somebody's uh, having a hard time. And uh, this time of year, yeah. I love it. I, I enjoy it. It is stressful, but I really do love it. Um, but somebody was, is really depressed and not in the, in the holiday spirit. And so they were looking for a little bit of advice. And, and I suggested listening to our show and, and, and Pierre and Jackie tomorrow because that to me. And that's, that's not self-serving. I mean, honestly. Right. No, it, I mean, it, 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 that will. Uh, we talked to people yesterday, Nick, who were, who were sort of um, at the Christmas Miracle, who were very kindly reflecting that back that over the past couple of years when they felt down. If you consider us a friend, we are honored and we, we love that you're, you're, you're with us. But yeah. uh, also uh, uh, something I would say, Nick, is. Realize um, the transience of this. You know, the holidays pass, and then, you know, you'll... It'll, yeah. you, so, for it, like, for this year in particular, I'm I'm a, a, on a Christmas high because I just committed to getting out early ahead of it. Mm. But it, there have been Christmases that have been very stressful, and you're like, it'll be over, and, and then you, you know... You, that's the thing, right? I, and and this is from the Grinch here, somebody yeah. who would I, uh, I I I find Christmas to be um, overwhelming. Uh, it's it's a bit stressful, and um, you don't have to be caught up in quote unquote the Christmas spirit. You don't. Uh, you you can still be um, happy. You know what I mean. Otherwise, so so you don't have to. Do the whole routine. You no. can be a part of it if you want to. And, Use it as a menu almost, right? And still be happy. Yeah. Right. Pick, pick, pick your... Uh, the parts uh, of it you, you getting like. Getting together with friends. Yeah. That's, the, what you're, that's how you're going to enjoy it. But it need not be, you know, the whole comprehensive John Hughes, you know, suit to nuts experience. Uh, so 70% say they enjoy uh, Christmas. 10% says uh, Christmas is a waste of money and time. 8% flat out don't like it. 
Uh, 2% said other. I don't know what the hell that... I guess that's a choice. Spain. That you have Spain. 2% said Spain. Spain. What, what, was the, what was the question? Uh, how do you feel about Christmas? Spain. Uh, Spain. I feel very Spain about Christmas this year. And uh, 10% didn't, I guess, answer or were, were not available or something like Why that. Why aren't you talking to me? Uh, Spain. Uh, I said Spain! But uh, Christmas is obviously very, very... It, most people, the overwhelming majority... And you're having a, I, a, a good one this year, you said. Yeah. It's a little bit little bit better, right? I, I'll tell you what has helped uh, with us. Our situation, I see a lot of people, is a, a slight moving back of the camp out for hunger that oh, yeah. allows a little bit more time to get prepped for the Christmas miracle and then to, to have a little bit more yeah. breathing room, you know? Yes. yes. I'll tell you what I got. Um, I love... The holiday season. Well, you guys know that. I don't want yes. to tell you that. Um, it, yeah. And I went to Target uh, yesterday. I had to get a few last-minute things. The lines were crazy, by the way. Uh, and when I got to, like, the holiday section, it's all, you know, pretty yeah, much yeah. cleared out. I got, like, a little sad. I was like, oh, it's all, it's all gone. It's coming to an end. Oh, this is, this is going to be over. Do you, because I experience, I mean, it seems, because I spend a lot of time displaying. That's the one thing. I get my lights out. I get everything set early so I can enjoy it and really live in it. And then I also, it goes a couple weeks past Christmas because that's when we have our big family get-together so that everyone is free free of that. So everything stays up for another two, two and a half weeks. Um, And and so, uh, but even then, as you... It seems like you've just put it away when it's coming back. Does it feel that way to you? Yeah, yeah yes, yeah. yes. See, and I, I look at it as uh, leading in as, oh, we got to put all that crap away. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, we got to put all that crap away. <laughs> I mean, I do feel a little like we got to put that crap away. Like, right, I, right. I don't mind putting it out. I like putting it out, but putting it away because I like There's it no be, joy in that. No, and I like it yeah. to be organized and like know where it is. Actually, I told you guys this um, the other day when Casey uh, had an issue with his Christmas lights, but years ago, I don't do it anymore, but years ago when I would take my Christmas lights outside, you know, when I would yeah. take them down and we didn't have like the net lights, you had, we had, sure. you had the string that you put around the trees and then for the tree inside and anywhere I put lights, when I would take those down, I would fold them back up the way they came out of the box no, and I'd put way. them in the box and that's how i stored them i got got so fed up with with untangling net lights in particular (laughs) that i watched a video on youtube on how to fold them up properly not have to not have to deal with that what do you do i have um, you hang them i hang them uh, in my garage i have like two two nails that's a good idea yeah and then so they and and it's a, a lot of them but uh, yeah, so I don't ever have to really. I don't have to spend a lot of time. They still tangle up, you know, just a little because. bit. But uh, but not we, as much. Though, Kath, really. we never talked about on air uh, what, yeah. what you mentioned, but yeah. So I went and bought uh, two, three boxes of of lights. You oh, tweeted yeah. about this, right? I, 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 yeah, this. I did tweet it about was it. Funny. Yeah. I bought three boxes of lights, and when I got home, two of the boxes of lights were completely burned out. And what I had come to realize is that somebody masterfully. Wrapped up old lights that had been burned out, put them in a box, yeah. and then returned them. returned them. Ah! The store mm, didn't spend any time <laughs> investigating to see whether or not these lights were any good. They weren't even the right brand of lights, and uh, and so listen. It's not that big of a deal. I, you know, I was running errands anyway, so I, I picked the lights up when I dropped my daughter off for basketball, and then I returned them when I had to pick her up for basketball. So it wasn't like I had to really go out of my... But Did I, you put them back in the box? I, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I didn't put them... No, because I don't want them to yeah, do yeah, the yeah. same thing to yeah. somebody else that they did to me. But I was like, I'm like, is this masterful? 
Or is this just an a-hole move? No, that's, right? that's like, an a-hole move. But, but my, yeah. when I told you, I, I could easily get those lights back in the box you exactly I don't do it anymore. I got these big bins that you do in case you storm that way, and I leave them. I, I will, you know, I gently coil them back up. Yeah. And, and because, with the, Kathy, the uh, the um, meticulous level of putting them back in there. <laughs> I, no, I would, I would I would eat a bullet before I do that because also I run crap loads of lights. I'd kill myself. Well, for the string lights, we bought these spools that you put them on. Oh, just, okay. Does that work? Super duper so easy. easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that, those know, don't get tangled up at all. Life changed uh, when a little baby came because yeah. then there was, you Jesus. know, like a kid running around. <laughs> And I was like, I don't have time to put these oh, lights oh. back in the box that way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let me see. What else? Surveys. I got surveys. I have, I have none holiday surveys. But um, all right, here's a survey of 2,400 people online. And the question was, do you wear socks to bed? Oh, God. Oh. No. 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 Uh, hey. Uh, hey. 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 I, the only time I wear socks to bed uh, is for a nap. Like if I'm right. if I'm gonna lay down and I oh, and, all right. and and I know Aww. it's just gonna be for like yeah. an hour. Just in case a baby deer gets it's in the adorable. house. Yeah. Yeah. baby deer. Baby deer. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can get away with socks. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I but if I, at, at night for you know several hours, no, I got I go bare. But by the way, sixty seven percent said no, they don't wear socks to bed. Thirty three percent said yes, they do. Um, sometimes I'm so cold that I have to wear socks to bed, but. They, I never wake up with them on. I don't even remember taking them off in the middle of the night. Like, really? Sometimes they're, yeah, like under the covers. Sometimes they're on the floor. But um, I will never wake up with them on. Okay. I right. some moisturizer and I put them on my socks. I uh, sleep without socks. And I uh, have my shoes ready for deer, uh, a deer attack. <laughs> next to your bed. And, uh, I sleep. Are they next to your bed? Oh, yeah. Are they and sitting right next to each so other? So I can firefighter jump into those. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. And then I have uh, my feet outside of the blanket. Uh, okay. I can't. I can't feel constricted at all when I, I go to bed. I'm with you. I. But we should sleep together. We should. <laughs> uh, I can cuddle all the way up until it's time to go sleepy, and then I got. We got to. No, I don't like that. Yeah, the, yeah. We have to separate. <laughs> but I. I like. Uh, my my room's been really cold lately, so I've been going to bed like actually wearing pants and a and a, like a sweatshirt, Casey, which I is have, crazy for me. I have the ceiling fan on all year. Yeah, and I have the AC on as well. You know, <sighs> at this time of year. Well. We have old style. Um, it just keeps the room a little I bit. Gotcha. It, it would only activate for it's in, it's on the thermostat. I'm not mad at you. Uh, and, and so we I have those bit. old style <laughs> radiators that are just yes. metallic that are just fantastic. Somebody says they only wear socks to bed when they're in Spain. Oh, yeah, Casey, I think uh, you and Steve and I could all sleep together. Oh, uh, nice. Same style. I get middle. I, I need the fan on as well. Um, <laughs> I, want it, I want it in and out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Andrea, my girlfriend, has uh, she's now adopted the, uh, she has to like have a, a sweatshirt and a hoodie on when she oh, goes wow. to bed. Yeah. She needs the constriction. Damn. She also likes the uh, the weighted blanket thing. Yeah, uh, I, I, I feel bound. I, feel, I can't do that. I, would I feel freak trapped. Out. I mean, like, yeah. Get it off. Yeah, get yeah. it off. I like that to a point. Get right? off me. Get off me. Like to feel all snuggled and cuddled up. But right. like once I get to that point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to start sweating. Right. Uh, I need so to back ba- off. All right. Off. Here's a question for you. How high do you pull the blanket up? Oh, uh, like. Armpit. So I'm uh, I'm under the no, chin. No, I'm slightly over the okay. chin. Okay. And, and, and Kathy, I will. Ha- I have my arms underneath it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My, like I sleep on my side, so it'll be like up to my ear. Okay. Oh. <laughs> the worst was when I had uh, torn the ligament in my, actually right before that, 
uh, I had the plantar fasciitis, and I had to go to sleep with this, like, boot on that kept my foot uh, basically bent, you know, perpendicular to my leg. I, it was, like, I could fall asleep like that, but there was, like, there's no way I could Your boot is turning me It on. was so constrictive. <laughs> it, I just, I'm like, I cannot sleep like yeah, this. Yeah. But, like, there was no other choice. Either I sleep like that, and I can get up and walk in the morning, or... I don't sleep like that, and I have to crawl for the first half hour of my life. Now, I change all night long. Sometimes oh it'll God. be just a sheet, and then other times it'll be uh, another uh, blanket on top of that, or and then the comforter on top of that. It, through the night, I change mm-hmm. it as I go through. Uh, and it's I'm, like I'm, you're dancing flop- the seven veils. I'm flopping around. Yeah. I'm, I'm ripping the the bed apart. It's a, it's a total disaster. Didn't scene. you go through a, a porky pig in that phase? Uh, no. no sleeping? That was just around the house. Yeah, just walking around the house, yeah. <laughs> no. Friends oh. He does it the Spanish way. <laughs> no, I very rarely sleep without uh, underwear on. Okay, yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. I'm, I'm boxers to bed, but uh, and I, occasionally, like, if it is cold... I will wear the T-shirt to bed, but Casey, I'll, I'll wake up sweaty. Yeah. Like, if I if oh. I wear that to bed, I can't stay that way the whole night. So you need to be prepped more. So I, I have yeah. the, the T-shirt, I have shorts, I have the shoes at the ready, and I also have some sort of viable coat hanging over the uh, doorway out of the my bedroom so that I can grab it, run, and punch that deer. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, you're a planner. All right, uh, survey says I have another one to mention to you. <laughs> In a poll of over 2,200 adults online, they were asked, how do you show love to family and friends? Spain. (laughs) It's the number one answer. Show me Spain. Uh, No. Wait, how do you show, like, show them love? Yeah. Yeah. How do you show love to family and friends? Uh, 63%. Should I start to think? Well, the 63% said they showed. Don't start at the top. It sounds cheap. (laughs) (laughs) 63% said they show hey! lo- they show love by engaging in conversations regularly. Right. That's just that's that's not so okay. Well, that would be like picking you, you talk up. to the people you love. Yeah, yeah I nod at them. Yeah. I but, give them the bottom as usual. Yeah. That would be like picking up the phone and checking in with them or if you're like at their house. Like what I is don't know. what does that mean? I don't know. I will t- um All right, let me that. give you the other ones yes, and you can interpret yeah. it by these other yeah. answers. <laughs> 32% said they show love by buying family and friends gifts. 53% said they show love and support uh, by supporting the dreams and goals of their loved ones. That's all. I think that's all standard good stuff to do, to show your love. I uh, uh, tend to... You still got more, right? I tend to... Oh, sorry. Yeah, let me get here, because yeah. the, these will open up some more yeah. uh, answers. 14% said they show love by not... Telling their loved ones the truth to spare their feelings. I've been living in Spain. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> 54% said they show their love through hugs and kisses. <laughs> and 6% said they show their love in other ways. My yeah. mom is uh, number one on that answer. It's, it's communication. So when, I, when, you, when we read that, Preston, that when I first... Uh, showing love for my, for my mom and then uh, by extension the rest of the family, it, it just chatting. Uh, communicating, you know, and, and the other stuff I think applies too, but like for her, like it, the most important thing is to be in touch with the family. Okay. Show us balls! And <laughs> talk about balls. That's three. Yeah. Well, meatballs. <laughs> yes, with raisins. Yes. You like raisins. I tend to do favors for my family that are, uh, you know, it's way easier to say no to it than anything else. And so, like, I, just off the cuff, I'm thinking my sister uh, was in a bind a few years back when her son had a baseball tournament in, like, Baltimore, Maryland. She had nobody to drive him there. 
I, I drove them. Like I didn't. I, I just drove them. I, that's I, cool. Of I you. dropped them off and then I drove home. It was like a three hour for me, a three hour round trip. But, but like, that's how you show. But love. that's how I show love, and you know, and and so my Sorry, sister. I need, can't help you. I know, but like <laughs> she, they need I got a thing. I, yeah, I gotta, you know. Are you transporting an organ? <laughs> yeah. No, but they needed a ride to the airport before Thanksgiving, and I couldn't do it, and it like. It hurts so bad to tell her, no, I can't drive you to the airport. Uh, we, in my immediate family, my, you know, my, my family unit, we uh, we say uh, the words I love you quite a bit. I, I'm so uh, Caroline's in school by now. I don't want to yeah. embarrass her by saying something. But like last night, I'll give you an example. We went to the grocery store together, and next to it is a restaurant we were uh, picking up a carryout for. And uh, she goes, all right, I'm just going to go to the car and hang out there while you get the, the food in the restaurant. Yes, uh, all right. So she's walking across the parking lot. She turns to me and goes, I love you, Dad. Aww. I was like, well, that was <laughs> awesome. And it was just, we were just going to be yeah. gone for one minute. And yep. so we say that quite a bit in our family. For the and longest it time. feels great. Well, yeah. my, my, my mom passed, uh, passed away when I was, you know, 20, uh, on the verge of 21. And uh, and so, she, you know, obviously we'd say, your mom, my dad, for, though I knew he did yeah. and does, that actually only started to be a thing vocalizing it. In the past ten years, wow! Later. So, so um, I, I never thought he did, and I always understood. But it became a thing, and 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 it's a wonderful thing. You know, uh, it, yeah. it does it does mean a lot to look for those moments to say that. Yeah, Marissa, uh, how do you show your love and support? Well, I have to echo Casey because over the past few years, I've become so distracted, and I'm the worst person at re- returning texts. Like, call me. I don't know if I'm gonna get get it, but if anyone is in a bind. I tend to be the first person people call. Like, I have friends that have been in the hospital, mm. and, like, I'll just be there in a heartbeat. And maybe it's just th- the way my family was or something like that, and we're just used to that. But if you're stuck for a ride or anything like that, like, I will I will drop everything and be there, but I, it'll take me, like, four days to return your text. If she gets okay. the message that you need help. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what, yeah, oh. don't hide it in that. Don't do that We're thing. going to the funeral. What? Yeah. <laughs> don't do that thing where you write a sentence and then, like, hit enter and then... Import, and then and put the important stuff in the bottom of the text. Yeah. Just put it right at the top. By the way, I uh, speaking of going to funerals. Uh, if if you uh, if you want my love and support, don't expect me to be at the funeral. <laughs> All right, yeah. I hate. I, I just hate funerals. I can't I know, do it. But you I, know what? I read one thing I one can't time. Do it, and it's, it just said go. It's it, that's as simple as that. For the food. No, no, no. It's just <laughs> if you have any thoughts or, or about you know not going, just go. You know yeah. wh- whether it's just the the viewing. You don't have to go to the whole service or whatever, but. And so I tried to, you know, uh, our, our co-worker, Bob Cooney, his brother passed away last week and, and I wasn't able to make it to his uh, his brother's viewing of the funeral. And it like really um, it upset me because I, I love Bob Cooney. And I think he's a great guy. And I just wanted to show him respect, respect and support. Yeah. And, and I wasn't able to do that. And should have said Marissa. <laughs> I try to abide by the just go rule. Yeah, if you uh, can. That's, that's great. Yeah. I, I just, it's, I know. it's too much for it's me. It's hard. I, uh, it's really difficult. And I apologize in advance uh, yeah. to you guys. I won't be at your funeral. <laughs> that's great. It's, it's... What? Oh, you're singing at my funeral. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's hard for me. It's yeah. very, very hard for me, personally. And while you want to support other people, uh, I, I don't think it's being too selfish to um, uh, to take care of yourself too, yeah. Because no. it it and uh, not go. You know what's crazy? All right, so <laughs> it's hard take to explain, care of yourself, man. Not, don't, don't go. Know. Now, Steve, you've been through this, so and, and you you may not agree with me, but, but um, having been on the receiving line of a funeral after my father passed away, yes, it's actually given me uh, way better perspective on it all. Because before, when I would go to a viewing, I mean, 
when I'm like five away from greeting the family. What are you going to say? I start crying. Like I start oh. getting upset for them. Right. Right. I, and and then when I was in the you know the the bereaved, I was consoling people. Do you know what I mean? It was like really, really. I was like, wait a second. I'm supposed to be. You're supposed to be consoling me, but I'm the one saying, hey, it's all right. Can I give you, know? you a clue as to what? Because <laughs> if you do, if you were there, as you know, you're going to get up to those to yeah. the bereaved. Use the Abu Dhabi joke. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm sorry. Do you know what the main difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi is? (laughs) The people of... uh Dubai Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but the Abu Dhabi do. Yes. Marissa. Casey, is the thing you read, you don't remember who was there, but you remember who was not there? No, you you remember who was there. So, for instance, uh, I'm going to give a shout out. Yo, shout out to Justin Reger, uh, who was at my dad's funeral. I didn't expect to see him there. You know, uh, Justin's there. a friend of mine. Yeah, but like when I we were when there, I, when I I know yeah. you guys were there. Uh, but when I walked out of the, oh. I was like, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe you came oh. to my dad's funeral. Like, so you get points for going to a funeral. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I say this: yeah. don't do anything that you will regret not being. I mean, but it's hard to know in the moment. I try to get out of my head, as I say, I you know the concept of the watcher, and just say. Expend the time and realize how many times you have been reticent to do something for fear, or or that you actually did it and enjoyed it. Now that doesn't mean you're always it's always going to work that way. But you know, if you there the you know the words what what might have been are they say are there are some of the most uh, saddest words that one can utter. So you you try, but you also know. Know your your yeah. boundaries and your limits and what you're comfortable with. Funnest funeral ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh. My my mom's funeral was pretty fun. She uh, the wake was we, there was so much to laugh about and so much that was wonderful about her. And that, I remember that clearly. So I and who I mean I, yeah who says well when I die I want them all I want their lives ruined you know <laughs> I want them screaming and crying and I want nothing but pain that will haunt them all the days of their lives. Oh, no. Not terrible, That's but I said, I said it. I go, yeah. I want people like crying and hanging off of the <laughs> casket and screaming. That no! Uh, actually, people are suggesting, Steve, that Casey used the pine cone joke. Oh, that's good, at too. funerals. Yeah. <laughs> that joke was uh, invented, oh, uh, almost like a... Uh, Five years ago. How's it go again? Um, well, no, no, it's not a joke. It's oh. just, it's a challenge. Like, if you say um, Pacific Ocean really fast, it sounds like pine cone. Pacific Ocean. No, you got to say it faster. Pacific Ocean. No, faster. Like Pacific Ocean. No, pine cone. That's good. It's hilarious. All right. Uh, <laughs> hey. Sir, you're going to have to leave. <laughs> survey says. Uh, oh, new, that one? New survey. survey said, okay. New survey. Wait, I got to go to this thing, and now you go. <laughs> All right, so uh, 2,000 British folks were surveyed to know uh, or to find out what your sex noises say about your relationship. (laughs) Spain! And five ways to improve it. The noises? I guess so. Yeah, yeah, let's go through it. That guy's having a pretty good time. That's what it says about that. Uh, People, here you go, and it doesn't have a percentage point on this one. It says people fear their partner calling them someone else's name during sex. Lloyd. Uh, 73% of women (laughs) and 68% of men tend to be louder in bed during the beginning of a new sexual relationship. Well, like showing appreciation? Most people are louder in bed during the beginning of a new relationship. I think so. I I think that you're... Putting on a show. Yeah, and a a lot of times it'll involve some singing. Uh, so, old man river. Uh, 33 and 34, 33% of men and 34% of women find moaning 
the sexiest noise of pleasure. Okay, wow. What else? Farting? Yeah, yeah, no. Just, the, the moaning, it has to be, it has to be decent. You know? Right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It has to be decent? It has to be decent. Listen, there are some that are, yeah. Distracting. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that's too Yeah, much. that sound like you're getting uh, root canal. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, 66% of women reported increasing their amount of moaning and groaning to encourage their partner to, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. To, to make it all the way. I will sing the name game. Oh, yeah. banana fan of full fan when I'm aroused. Uh, uh, Steve, Steve Boobies. <laughs> oh, you do your own name? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you can. Yeah, it's an oh, option. There's God. only two people in the room. <laughs> you run out of names quickly. Uh, 83... Or maybe not, not if you're Regis. 83% of heterosexual women reported to be more vocal during se- sex compared to their male partners. Yeah, if you're out, if you're out shining the woman, uh, that's yeah, yeah, like, like that, guy. like that clip. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what makes it so laugh. He's trying to. It's from a porn movie. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah, friend who wa- ludicrous. Yeah, my friend who watches that stuff on yeah. on the internet uh, can't stand it when. Any sounds are made by the man. Just shut up, all right? Do you mute? Uh, uh, does your friend mute? Uh, my friend mutes. Yeah. My friend will turn the volume down if he's... Uh, right. if, uh, the, Put the, up the, the The male guy is, uh, is too vocal. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and directing somebody to do something that they're already doing, do you, you know? Do you think Pavarotti would yeah. operatically respond to... Oh! I wonder if they have uh, <laughs> if they have porn because there are... Uh, so I, I uh, will watch ASMR videos, and I don't like the, the talking when people are doing Right, I don't. I, I just go for the the sounds is what uh, relaxes me, and so they do have specific videos that are that say no talking. It'll be like you know keyboard, so and so. Right, no right, talking. right. Uh, do they have like porn no talking? Do they have so much out there that I would be so surprised if they didn't have that? Okay, there's so many subcategories yeah. and, and oh. categories with submarines. Yeah, my buddy was telling me another thing that he had just seen. It was a. Uh, words, uh, verbiage that he had never seen before. Something uh, called dogging. dogging. Have you heard dogging before? No. All right, yeah, that was something that had popped up. And in... I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Dogging. Dogging. Uh-uh. No, and it's not, it's not that position. Right. Do I know your buddy, by the way? Yeah, it's okay. me. Okay. <laughs> Do I know your buddy? So, what's dogging? <laughs> I think it, uh. it, it might. <laughs> It might be a version of, uh, uh, like, a cuckold or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Uh, How did we get here? It's uh, Christmas. Well, the, 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 people the, love each other very much. The survey asked about sex oh, noises right, and survey in oh, Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Doggy. Right. Oh, they have the explanation there. Up, press if you want to read it from the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, more than one person. Having sex with more than one person in a public place often... With at least one stranger, and usually with others watching. Okay, uh, that seems kind of okay, and a uh, strange. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, survey says we're going to have to wrap this up in this segment. So I want to make sure I get some good ones. Um, all right, here we go. Poll of uh, twenty three hundred voters online were asked, "What is the source of true happiness for you?" Uh, 52% of people voted that family is true happiness for them. Which members of your family? Which one? Uh, 23% voted uh, that love is true happiness. Uh, Yeah. I think I'd probably go with that. 
Yeah, I mean, it, as um, it, it's a weird thing to contain because there is a mixture involved that adds to that love. But 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 uh, uh, yeah, love is I, I think the, the purest element of joy in one's life, and that can be you know love of your relationship, love of uh, life, love of the living, of the laughter. I right. Knew it. Uh, what is love? <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that was a Jeopardy clue I last think night. Think about that from time to time because I love the Beatles and the Beatles don't you know, love you back. No, uh, oh, yeah, I hate him. Uh, no, a lot of is their... that the guy with the pine cone joke? <laughs> <laughs> I hate his goddamn guts. Oh man, I was just trying to make you laugh, bro. <laughs> no, they sing about love a lot. They and, do, um, and I just and sometimes when I hear it in that context, I'm like, well, what actually is it? You know it when you have it, and you know it when it's real. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 it's, there... it's, it's been. Defined since time began by in millions of different ways. There are there are forms of love. There's romantic love. Uh, there's dogging. Uh, there's dogging. <laughs> you love a stranger very much in a crowd. There's puppy love, yeah. which would be dogging, yeah. right? Yeah. I guess so. Just with a smaller crowd. Uh, no, I, I think there there are various forms of it, and yeah. and I think <laughs> that that overall though it's. Um, if you want to talk what the Beatles were talking about, what the Beatles were singing about, and I think I think it's the uh, it's the overall aura of of what is around it: positivity, respect, um, admiration, uh, mutual admiration, uh, things like that. You yeah. know, um, there are moments thinking. Uh, faking is one of them. Rimming, uh, <laughs> docking, anything that's acting. Sounding, yeah, sounding. Uh, I will say to Claire, you know um, that. I will just go over and say I I I love you, or I'll send a text. I I I'm just think I love you, and I will think of something about her that makes me appreciate those moments. And and she she'll be like, oh, what what prompted that? I just it that's just a feeling I had. Yeah, and, and to have oh. you know, and that's so it's it's sometimes it defies description. Nick brought up the um, um, the love languages, uh, the five languages of love. You ever heard about oh, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah one yeah, is yeah. Spanish. We talked about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's it's an interesting concept about all of that. And I, I haven't delved too deep into it, but these are the five love languages. Uh, there are words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, yes, uh, quality time, hygiene, and physical touch. Okay. Are the five love languages, and it's different for different people. And yeah. sometimes uh, those Venn diagrams cross one another, and you you know, so you can have acts of service or gift giving, or uh, Casey, you know, some of these things who like would cross where you, you were talking about, uh, you know, getting your sister's kid to the soccer tournament, like that. That for that's a gift giving. You type don't of... love me very much because I love you very much. You weren't listening. It was a baseball tournament. Baseball tournament. <laughs> Damn it, Nick. You dropped the ball. Right. That's right. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, some physical touches, too. Here's some, well, here I are some where... words of affirmation. Now I know where I stand. Go after yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, you know, uh, we were talking Here's about... your physical touch. Go after yourself. <laughs> Punch you know, in the nuts. Uh, my father would often say, you know, you know, I'd say, I love you, Dad. And he would say, I love you. And then he would say, you know, more than you'll ever know. And, like, now that I'm a father, I kind of know. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. So maybe that statement, I understand the impact of that statement, but it might be more, uh, it might make more sense to say more than you can understand right now. Yeah. Because eventually you will. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you hope that, that, that people will. Uh, so uh, back to the, uh, the survey. Uh, so uh, 8% of people voted that wealth is true happiness. This isn't love. So, so they, they, how many me, percentage? Uh, 8%. Okay. 
They, they, you know what? There was a um, there was a, a, a an article I read not that long ago that was it was something like truths that that uh, people won't admit. Yeah. Um, you know that money can't buy everything, or, or something. It was one of those saying that that money isn't money important. can't buy happiness. Uh, yeah, money can't buy happiness, and it was kind of going. Well, you know what? If you if you break it down, it really can in some sense. Now, it's not going to buy all the happiness. No, it eliminates it, problematic yes. issues from life. Exactly, and, yep. and that that and part in of itself is part of happiness. And it, it does. That's why if you can be generous with other people and help them yes. with that, that's a wonderful thing to do. However. The thing that is always left out of that assessment are the issues that come with wealth or come with that. You see these people who you say, yeah. well, God, they've got to be living on easy street. They've got to have it all. And then they're the like, well, the crown, the first years of the, the, the series, the crown, if you want to watch what all of that involves. And. Yeah, it's at a certain point it can screw you up. Yeah, I mean, wealthy people are still people that yep. can deal with depression or anxiety or whatever, else, whatever else. Steve, you and I have referenced this a few times, but uh, the Norm Macdonald has a show when yes. he interviewed Ju- uh, Judge Judy, yes. who is incredibly wealthy. Uh, they talked about wealth and what it, uh, it, and the happiness that it can bring. And the way that Judy framed it, I thought was really um, eloquent. She just said it's, it eliminates stressors. Mm-hmm. There, there are things in my life that I never have to That's worry right. about and that my family don't have to worry about. If you've never seen the original Citizen Kane, that, that is all distilled down into what, what wealth does, what it did for Kane and what it, what it was covering over. And what really meant the most to him uh-huh. at his point of death was the simplest thing mm-hmm. that had eluded him. Uh, so, a couple of more quick things as we got to wrap this up. 6% of people voted that friends are true happiness. Uh, Jennifer, uh, who, which character? Ross. Uh, no, 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 no. And not the show. Oh, oh. Your actual Phoebe, friends. Phoebe, I guess. In your real Smelly life. Smelly cat. She's fun. <laughs> yeah. She's cute. A little yeah, dumb, yeah, yeah, yeah. but a lot of fun. Yeah. Rachel. Lots of love. And then 2% of people voted uh, status is true happiness. Uh, that, that to me is one of the very ephemeral things. I think they're, they're maybe narcissists that yeah. that. Who knows? Yeah. All right. And there you go. Unless you're Lenny Dykstra. Uh, we got to wrap up the survey. But some things to ponder as you head into the holidays. Ponderous. Uh, it's Ponderous, man. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment because we got more to get to. Uh, real quick, another case of Victory's Dirt Wolf, the giveaway. Caller number uh, 17 at 215-263-WMMR is the number, and we'll set you up with that. Uh, Victory's Dirt Wolf. You can find Victory Dirt Wolf near you. you got to be at least 21 to win. We'll be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Oh, holy night. Stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear. Thank you. 
till he appeared and the soul felt it's worth a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn oh, on your knees oh Before we head out for the year, we should probably unload the junk drawer. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do that. So, so yeah. we can uh, have that all buttoned up. By the way, real quick, uh, Stephen Singer, reach out to us. And because in that last commercial, I said you could get uh, free shipping if you order by 2 p.m. We're like, wait a minute. He told us yesterday it was 2 yeah. p.m. Uh, you can do it today, but you, you pay $19.95 for overnight shipping, and you can get it in time for Christmas. Yeah, if you're in a bind, that's, uh, that's definitely worth it. So our little copy... Info here was wrong. Yes, I want to make sure I pass that along. We're to like you. Jim Gardner, though we give trusted information. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. We uh, have different standards here. <laughs> end of the year, so you hear some end, uh, year-end uh, polls and information uh, coming together, and uh, Pornhub. Yes, <laughs> uh, the most viewed amateur model is a woman named uh, Yinny Leon. Yenny uh, Leon. A 38-year-old Puerto Rican-born performer. Uh, and, uh, yeah, her real-life uh, nickname is Yenny, but she goes by Yenny Leon. 
Uh, and uh, so, yeah, apparently they, she and her partner. <laughs> those are her fans. Uh, she and her partner have become uh, Pornhub's top amateur oh, model of the year. Amazing. And it's for the second year running, by the way. Oh. Outranking significantly. Outranking significantly younger performers, Angel, Sweetie Fox, and Dick for Lily. Dick for Lily. Yeah. Come on. Um, (laughs) This, if you have a family member who's up there in years and has often voiced an interest in getting into the porn industry, this should serve as inducement. By the way, it's, uh, they're a couple, so Leon is the the male half of the couple. It's Uh, Yinny Yinny and and, and Leon. is Dick for Lily uh, one person or two? I don't know. I don't know. Lily, 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 so, uh, so Guinea and Leon said that uh, a large part of their success is uh, because even after nearly 20 years together, the two still have an insatiable desire for each other, one that comes across in their rough but sweet scenes. And uh, she said, as we say in uh, Puerto Rico, we are muy bellacos. Okay, that's... They're churros? They're very bayacos. They're very, muy bayacos. They're very horny. Oh! Is that always our lies? What's that? It's bayacos? B-E-L-L-A-C-O-S. Bayacos! Isn't that that song? I don't know. What is it? Bayacos! Bayacos. B-E-L-L-A-C-O-S. The people of my village are poor. Bayacos. I live in a town called Bayacos. Everyone is very horny. Mm-hmm. Uh, they In fact, everyone is everyone else's Saturday nighting. Uh, you need the Sabado night. The Sabado night. It's <laughs> 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 going to be my regular Sabado night thing. Steve, did you watch uh, Sabado Gigante? Did we talk about this in the past? I think I did. Yeah, yeah, big that, Saturday? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure, maybe, uh, Steve, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but I, th- I thought we talked, uh, talked about it one time because we were chatting about Puerto Rico and Sabado Gigante was right, right. a it's, huge it, program there. Uh, and and all of the people are yes. yeah, <clears throat> gorgeous. Yeah, well, the, the dude is like uh, kind of an um, older, heavyweight, uh, Hispanic gentleman. Yeah. Every woman on that show was unbelievably gorgeous. They're all like uh, Sofia Vergara. Yes. And then some. By the way, I looked up um, uh, Yeni Leon, and uh, she is uh, she has huge boobs. Oh. Uh, they're and after factory, yes? Yeah, yeah. There's, they're implants. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and she has a, a large posterior as well. And she's kind of, uh, in her face, she isn't... Very uh, plain. Uh, well, I was going to say average looking and, and not... Uh, overly done porn star. That's true. But that's that's part of what. Um, it's a, it reminds am- you of your of your family. Well, that's part of what uh, amateur pornography is about. Yes, is it's not. Uh, they're not model looking. Right. Uh, so anyhow, they've entered into the adult industry after watching a YouTube video of another Puerto Rican couple explaining how they found success making amateur pornography. She said, we were always very sexual, and we said, let's do porn. Within the first month on Pornhub. Uh, Yinny and Leon had made more than $2,000 today. Uh, they live almost entirely from their earnings on the site. They don't make as much as you think. They make about uh, $15,000 to $25,000 a month. Why did they go on OnlyFans? Uh, they do. She has an, she has an OnlyFans account does, as well. Does that exceed the, uh, the Pornhub stuff? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, it depends on, I guess, what kind of a deal you have with yeah. Pornhub. So uh, the, uh, the implants, by the way, she's 32 Triple H. Has she uh, reached out to Cornhub? 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But Cornhub is awesome. Cornhub has wonderful yeah. corn. Their street corn is fantastic. Yeah. All right, did Marissa send over some audio? Uh, yeah, this is uh, by Lamos. That's what I was singing. <laughs> From Enrique Iglesias. Oh. They, they were, they're muy, what is it? Bayamos. Uh, Bayamos. Bayamos. No, 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 no. Bayacos. Bayacos. Bayarinos. Remember this? Enrique Iglesias. I like him. Kathy, you could do a cool dance to this. Yeah. I do like some of that Latin music. When you are home making empanadas, do you put these on? (laughs) Well, that sucked. The the empanadas? Well, that sucked. (laughs) All right. I'm usually rejoicing after I cook. So, Yenny Leon. Amateur porn, king and queen. Merry Christmas to them. Again. That porn up. Let's see. National, well, we already uh, know it's going to be cold across the country. I just want to give you some some numbers uh, about, uh, you know, as we're going to deal with a, a 20 degree high. Yeah. Uh, it's looking like uh, parts of the eastern plains of Colorado are going to hit a wind chill of negative 52. Yeah, I saw that. astonishing. Oh. I was watching weather alerts from um, Rocky Mountain National Park uh, yesterday, and, and they are saying, uh, do not go outside this Yeah, week. it says avoid yeah. outdoor activities, period. Yeah. Do do not, and, and don't travel. There was a whole thing I saw, uh, uh, Kathy, that about um, people that do have to travel, what to have in their vehicles. Yeah, and it's a, it's a life threatening yes. temperature. So yeah, that's how they're describing it. Yeah, so that's it's that bomb cyclone uh, that it's they were the talking bomb. about. And uh, according to the National Weather Service, the shift is due to a cold air mass set to reside over northeast Colorado until early next week. Uh, the Arctic cold front will blast uh, south across Colorado on Wednesday or Wednesday night. So last night. Uh, and dropping temperatures into the uh, into Friday in areas where a negative 50 wind chill is present. Frostbite could occur in as little as five minutes. Oh. That's hardcore. Yeah. Uh, so we're not getting it that bad. Florida, you said a record... Uh, record cold. cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's happening. All right, let me see what else we got there. Uh, so there's been a resurgence in the world of fashion, and that is Ed Hardy... Uh, is making a comeback. Okay. What? According to who? Uh, uh, like John Gosling? An exclusive. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Urban Outfitters has an exclusive collection of apparel wow. and accessories. Uh, you remember you couldn't escape that crap? Yeah. And apparently Y2K trends are getting the help of TikTok and have gripped the industry, letting nostalgia do what it does best. So, so that... Era is coming back around right now, and a lot of it has to do with TikTok. Okay. Do you do you hold any um, nostalgia for that period? For no, that, I don't yeah. even know what. The, no, I was already past fashion at that. R- right, right. right yeah. I had already segued into you know jeans and t-shirts and right, whatever, right, yeah. and, whatever I, and I comfortable. Yeah, and I stopped <laughs> caring about fashion trends by then. So I don't even know, to be honest, what the fashion was. Yeah, Ed Hardy I mean, I wore George. Huge, yeah. Those were around then, so. (laughs) The thing is, I I like There's a picture of me in here with uh, an Ed Hardy shirt on. I believe it's Ed Hardy. It's with one of our guests, and I think it's in the frame outside of our office. Huh, yeah, see if you can find it. I believe you were probably on the um, beginning part of that trend. Do you know what I mean? And, and I, I like it when... Pete, Edward Hardy. Edward Hardy. Uh, no. They're, they're, was it Ed Hardy? Was it Ed Hardy? What was the other one that was... Around that time? Kind of like Ed Hardy-ish. With the... With the Oliver of, Hardy? Uh, real no. big flashy. Laurel. Real he, big flashy looks and... Yeah. And, uh, like a, yeah, whatever that like... 
mm. print was. I don't know. Maybe it was Ed Hardy. I don't know. The second Target and Kohl's start making T-shirts uh, that are, you know, quote, unquote, like, trendy, that's when I, I, I'm like... You check out? I, I check out on okay. the whole thing. You know, like, when I... Yeah, but they're pretty up to date as to when the trend happens. Fashion I know, forward. I know. But when... But that's when it just becomes too commercialized. So, like, when I see one person sort of ironically wearing a Shania Twain t-shirt. I'm yeah. like, that's kind of funny. I like the way that looks. And then when I go to... You see it mass. I see it at, at Kohl's, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's... Okay, that's going to be a thing, and, and I'm going to see a ton of people oh, wearing that. Okay. Uh, so, available online now with a handful of pieces available for pre-order. The collection com- comprises a series of statement styles. Graphic tees, printed cargo pants, statement hoodies, baby tees, and more are decked out in the brand's iconic tattoo-inspired prints. Creating a selection that is between time, they're saying so in this that, article. that was the foundation. I was trying how you would classify their look, and I, I get it now. So it's supposed to be very similar to tattoos. Like tattoos, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, so Kath, please don't hate me for this. So yesterday at the, can- at the uh, Christmas Miracle, I, I wore pajamas. Uh, that's, that was what I wore to work. I ended up wearing it all day. <laughs> and so I went to my daughter's <laughs> basketball game last night, and I was like, I don't feel like changing. So uh, yeah. that's what I wore. Did to anybody her- make a comment? Dude, her friend's. Loved it. Right. You know why? Because that's what kids are wearing these yes, days. Right, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're literally wear, they wear them to school. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, well, like, mm-hmm. I didn't come in looking like some dork. I actually you came were the in. You a cool kid. I was a cool kid. <laughs> Yay, I made it. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> oh, your dad's so cool. But <laughs> Avery, hey, can I bum a cigarette? <laughs> So Avery, we went to uh, we went to the store afterwards, and she was talking about how all of her friends on the bench had noticed me walking in and saying how cool I look. Yeah, and I was like, like "What you see?" A press, I know. I do just scoffing, but I said, "I go, I go. Are you embarrassed?" She's like, "No." She's like, "It's awesome. I love that they they loved that what you were wearing." That is so cool. <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> <laughs> well, right. saying uh, uh, you were talking about Von Dutch was the other one. No, it, oh wait, uh, Von Dutch. Marissa sent me a, a picture. It was not of me, but um, it, it was, was not you, and it was not the fashion you were claiming to wear. No, no, it was Ed Hardy. It was it David Faustino. It wasn't uh, Von Dutch. <laughs> okay, um, okay, Nick. Because Von Dutch and Ed Hardy were kind of similar, weren't they? Like similar era and similar styles, or am I way off? I don't know. I don't. I am. Uh, I don't remember Von Dutch. Mm. I don't know, but apparently that uh, the 2000s, the aughts, if you will, are kind of rolling back around for uh, for kids fashion-wise. Marissa? Uh, Von Dutch was the hat. Oh. Uh, you guys remember that Paris Hilton? Yes. Yes. Kutcher? There's yes. actually yes. a really good documentary on Von Dutch. <laughs> I think it's on Hulu. Is this the curse of Von Dutch? Uh, maybe. That you're talking about? It says, exp- it looks like, okay, yeah, all yeah, right. Whatever it is. It, I mean, it talks about how it was just some, like, motorcycle guy who started the brand, and then somebody <sighs> stole it from him, and then it became this, like, worldwide phenomenon for a minute. It's amazing when the match is lit on these things, and they take off. A lot of times, they'll they'll burn themselves out, mm, yeah. you know, fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, to have any sort of lasting power is, is an achievement. Hey, Nick, I want to ask you, we're contemporaries. Uh, what fashion or brand do you think of when I mention the movie <laughs> Mo Money? Does, oh. that, does that ring a bell to you at all? Yeah. Um, that, that, that's uh, Wayne's Brothers, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he wore a hat. He wore, he, he wore a bunch of hats. It wasn't Fubu, was it? No, Stu, uh, Stussy. Stussy, yes. Stussy, yes. Oh, was my big, God. Do you remember yes. that? Yeah. Yes. Stussy, yeah. Is that, is that still Fubu? around? No, but it should come back. It I should. love that Stussy ass, man. I did. <laughs> I don't know that. You don't remember? We used to do so commercials. You'd have to see me. You have to show me pictures. Yeah. So essentially, Preston, if I went like, uh, I'm going to Connor, draw... if you find something, put it up there, please. All right. So do you know how to make an S out of these three lines on top of each other? 
The six. All right. So that's essentially no. what the Susie. Stu- Susie. Is it Stussy or Susie? Susie. Susie. Yeah. And Here, it was, it was a sweatshirt. Yeah. And they oh, were associated yeah, yeah. With, with skateboarders? Yeah. I remember the logo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. L- like okay. van stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that was something to draw if you were bored. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there we go. Yep. Everybody that I was in high school with around in the 90s had Stussy S's drawn all over their notebooks. Because it was you, you draw three lines on top of each other. Three lines on the bottom. Three lines on the bottom. And then you connect, you it, connect all. it all and you make an S out it's of like it. It's like an MC Escher S. Yeah. Okay. That's right. And that was hot for a minute? That was hot. No, that was that hot was for a hot. while. Yeah, for a it was while? in the early 90s, yeah. Okay. And it's still around. They're on uh, the, uh, tuxedos. the Instagram world, <laughs> worldwide since 1980. So what, let's, let's forecast what next retro thing will be. Well, I, it's ugly you know, I saw, I think it was on SNL over the weekend, that apparently uh, uh, tramp stamps are also making yes. money. Yeah, tramp yeah. stamps. Yeah, and so, yeah. like, that style of, um, I, that's probably, like, late 90s, early it's 2000s the 90s. as well. It's the 90s. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what's coming back, is mm. the 90s, period. Fashion, right. tramp stamps, all of it. Yeah, uh, the Andes was a little while back with Stranger Things and, and yep. stuff like that. Yep. So that's moving. Its course is moving along. Okay. On a different note, Preston, the uh, one of the band members yesterday um, is friends with uh, the uh, monkey between the nibbles guy, oh. Yep. Oh. and and had a picture of him, and he's, he just what he is, said he's, he's doing, doing great, yeah. He Does loves he? that tattoo, man. He loves Does that he? tattoo. Yeah. It's a huge monkey swinging between his nipples. So Remember in the 90s when that was hot? <laughs> we were all getting that. <laughs> and we gave it to him. Was it? No, that no, was not. That one made me laugh out loud so many times when I see it. I haven't seen it in a while, so I, if I, I could use a good laugh, I need yeah. to see that thing. But like, I, do you, I remember like when he walked in after... <laughs> RC was finished giving the tattoo, and we were all like, "Oh my god, oh Jesus. My you're a son of a bitch!" Congrats. He wanted a little monkey hanging off of his nipple. Hey, that <laughs> looks good. Oh Giant. my god, he's got a life size one. All right, uh, let's see. I'm going to dive back into the junk uh, right here. All right, there are apparently two things that are keeping the toy industry afloat right now: uh, inflation and consumer group known as uh, kidults. Oh yes. And I, I, this is me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, kids at heart are responsible for one-fourth of all toy sales annually, around $9 billion worth. Yeah! And are the biggest driver of growth throughout the industry. <laughs> You're keeping this Steve. economy going, Steve. Well, I don't have to go in now and say, I'm looking for something for my son. It's like a Batman statue, right? <laughs> and it lights up. And it's just... Uh, this cohort defines as ages 12 and older, has been steadily contributing to the industry for years, but spending has accelerated in the wake of the pandemic, leading to year-over-year gains despite tough comparisons. It's got my Val Kilmer Batman Forever figure. Uh, it's an important moment for the toy industry, too, with the holiday season upon us while sales surged across the board for board games, puzzles, and play sets during the pandemic. The first nine months of 2022 saw a 3% decline in sales volume. Higher toy prices helped outweigh these losses as sales revenue for the time period jumped 3%. Uh, Kidults, by the way, hang on to Casey, who mm-hmm. uh, tend to spend more on toys, have a great fondness for cartoons, superheroes, and collectibles that remind them of their childhood. Mm-hmm. They buy merchandise such as action figures, Lego sets, and dolls that might typically be considered for kids. However, in recent years, toy makers have credited product lines just for these consumers, realizing that demand is high for this generation of adults who still want to have fun. I wasn't sure if secondary market was a reason for sales to be really healthy these days because, you know, like the hotter the item, like it's so hard to compete to buy something on the the first market, right? You know, just 
I'm thinking like PlayStation fives and stuff right, like right, that. Right. Like it's it's almost impossible to find that at Target or Best Buy or, or whatever. But on the secondary market, you know, these things are being bought up so much. So that means that they are being purchased, and they are. And, and and the economy is 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 pumping and going. Um, but I, you know, I don't know for you, Steve. If you know, aside from those things like the PlayStation, you know, what else is on the secondary well, market? So I, yeah, so a lot of the stuff I get is from a couple of different you know places like Sideshow and Prime One, and and uh, there's a couple of different companies that are like out of Japan that are these that create these things. But they, you know, they're they're now people have sort of come out of the the darkness and said, listen. I love it. It's nostalgic. As you said, for that reason, Preston, it reminds but, you of your childhood. By the way, our intern, Gina, texted from the green room. I don't know why I say that she collects in. Come, Gina, come in here come and, and tell us what, what it is that you purchase. Uh, Get an Uber. And you don't have to text yeah, from the come other in. room. You can come in here or tell Marissa or something like that. I texted because I figured it was easier. I don't know. <laughs> All right, you buy toys. I do, yeah. What do you buy? So I buy Bratz dolls. Oh, the Bratz were yeah. very popular. When I was young, my mom was more into, like, Barbies for me. Um, my first, like, like when I was potty trading, my prize <laughs> was a Bratz doll, and I was so upset with it, but now I love them. How many do you and have? I buy them. Uh, how many Bratz dolls do yeah, I have? Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, I'd say about five, and okay. I'm still buying them. It's a recent thing that I've started doing. It's, like, this year. And it okay. makes you feel, um, it's nostalgic? Yeah. Do I'm, you display them? 21 years old buying Bratz dolls. Like, I go to the doll aisle in the store and I look for them. Are they, are they collectibles? Like, is there value in, inherent with them at all? Well, so they, they got rid of them for a while and they just brought them back for, like, yeah. a 20-year anniversary thing. Uh, uh, so is this, um... Yeah. We have a picture of the Bratz He's dolls. smiling. I'll see the picture. I remember when they, they were, were the huge. slutty dolls. Yes, they were. Is what they, they look slay. like. They slay. Like, that's why they I slay. like them. They, they're Barbie. They're Barbie if she slayed. I um, love it. I, I love them so much. I love that. So they're they're cute, and they got the big lips, and they're just, I don't know, I like their outfits. How many are there? Oh, sorry. Nick, Nick had asked you to display them. Oh, I do. I actually okay. stand them up in my room, and then I've got, like, the, tw- they actually have a 21st birthday edition of them, and I'm 21, which I think is really funny. Mm-hmm. And so I display the 21st birthday ones. How many like, are available in the collection? Uh, yeah. In the 21st birthday uh, one? Just in general, of all the Brad Stiles well, that are available so- now. There's an original set that they just released that has the original four. The 21st birthday one, I believe, has six of them because okay. it has the boys with it. Too. Wow. There are boy brats? Yeah, there we saw a guy at the end. There was a guy at the end of that. Yes. Oh, I don't Put that, that picture back up if and you can, And they have the movies, too. The boys are in the movies. Do the boys slay, too? The boys <laughs> are really ugly in brats, <laughs> but that's just my opinion. Okay. I think Ken dolls are cuter. But okay. I, okay. I do love brats. Uh, I love that you collect those. That's very cool. Yes. I, and will you, will you continue to, to do it and build the collection? Yeah, right, I just yes. love them so much. I don't know. And they stand up on their own, too. Like, their shoes are so chunky that they do stand up on their own. You don't even that, need, like, a special stand. And you just important. dress them off. Yeah, yeah, Barbies couldn't stand up. I'm healing my inner child. Okay, yeah. you know? very good. Yeah. I love it. Are you asking for some for Christmas? Um, no, I figured that was kind of embarrassing. Um, I do buy them with my own money, my own big girl money. Um, but, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, Very awesome. Awesome. I love them. And yeah. they pointed out some other things like Funko, you know, Pop, yeah. uh, have become, you know, the adults buy them. Yes. Oh, yeah. Anything Pikachu or Pokemon or uh, all that stuff. We know so many adults who are completely immersed in that world. I have no grounds to stand on, like, whether it be the, the brats or the... I mean, the stuff that I collect, it makes me feel good, you know? Yeah. You collect. Well, you don't collect. Uh, I don't have... 
toys per se, and I'm, I'm and mine aren't toys; they're respectful statues. But no. I, what okay. you you have like nice displays. What you've what you've done over the last few years is you've taken some things that are. Uh, collectibles that that display well, and you've um, you frame them, and and I shadow the, boxes, yeah, shadow boxes oh, and that, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. so that's kind. Of, it's not a toy, but it's a display. Much like, I, listen, you're not playing with your I'm Batman not, dolls. Look, I have a Batman in my office now that is in. You guys know it's enormous. I had to take yeah. shelves out of the cabinet. You don't play with that. You just sit there in awe of it. Yeah, and I love the way that stuff looks. I am just so lazy and. Um, and I can't, uh, I just can't, I have all these posters, yeah. and I want to do what you do, Press. I love the way your basement looks. I love the way that whole Frame thing. them and hang them yeah. up. Yeah, and I have a You room. don't play with posters. Yeah. No, no, but, like, you you display them, and, and that's why, you you know, you, you, you love Batman. Yes. And, you know, there's all the, you know, and I, I want to put these things on display so I can look at them and, and Stroke you know, them. Massage. Naughty. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you should. You should take the time to uh, to go ahead and do that because once you once you get them up and you appreciate them and you look at them, it's 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 cool. There yeah. is uh, there is a framing store that has had three of my items for a year now because when they that came back fish? with the price, yeah, you have bad luck with this. No, 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 no. It's because it was more expensive than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, so yeah. when they came back with the quote, I was like, Oh my god! You just left them there, dude. They're still there. <laughs> framing stuff is expensive. <laughs> Everywhere. I know. I have found that out. I, I thought the first couple of places I went to, I'm like, this is stupid. And I went to other ones, I'm like, oh, this is what they charge. It's, yeah. It takes work. It's, it, there's it, time yeah. and effort, uh-huh. and it's, there's a bit of a science attached to it. Uh, I'm going to give a plug. There's a guy named Butch. Uh, he's a huge fan of MMR. Cole's Framing and Concha Hawken. It's fantastic. But Casey, I dropped off a Pearl Jam montage there, and I had completely forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah. So I went back like five or six year, uh, years later and was able to pick it up. But yeah, it's, it's not cheap, but to me, it's it's worth it because they make it look so good. And I love, you know, Instagram has these great little trends now where you have these artists, these independent artists that are creating these things, and there's like a little music video that people go this is why i charge money it takes time to do the stuff right. and so i don't want to minimize what anybody right. does like yes if i want this to look nice like you're going to it's going to take time and effort and, and you need to be compensated for it right. there's a, a a thread that i sent to to nick because andrea's girlfriend is an artist and and it's these people complaining about and wanting free things from yeah. these artists and the people are writing back going okay it takes me hours of my time to do this, uh-huh. and I get paid for this, and that's why it costs this much. If you go and somebody works on your car, even if you're not buying any pieces of, of equipment for it, their time has to be paid for. I was just watching. It was on. I didn't turn it on, but it was one of the judge shows, and there was a a, a local music producer who was hired by a local artist excuse me, to do a demo, and this local artist, this woman could not understand. You know, she wanted drums added and all these things. He goes... You, you know, yeah. I, I gave, you asked for this, I gave, I gave you this, and the judge is like, here's your work order request, here's what you got. Yeah. That, to me, would seem an, an added cost. Right. Yeah, I think people go on Instagram and they'll scroll through these things and they look at them and they see the finished product and they go, oh, that's pretty, and they scroll past it for free and look yeah. at it for free, yeah. and they forget that the amount of effort and time that went into actually yeah. creating that piece uh, usually is um, uh, substantial. Yep, exactly. All right, well, anyhow, I think I got a little bit dusted off and taken out of the junk drawer. Yeah. So I think we got to shut the lid on this thing. Uh, and we still have more to go. Uh, don't forget, we have the lesson question, trash, music news, letter of the day, word of the week prize, and the bizarre file coming up. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and get into all of that when we return. So stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. 
fun time. It is a fun time every December. It is also a joy month. I like this holiday a lot. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas is a fun time to get gifts. People stay home for the holidays. They spend time with their children. That's what it is all about. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas makes people feel right at home. Christmas gives me harmonization. Christmas is Jesus Christ's birthday. That's what it is all about in the mix. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Rock over London. Rock out Los Angeles. All state. You're in good hands. Um, yeah, listen, I wanted to just um, say something. I know this is like a terrible time for any other person uh, in Philadelphia who's in news to retire or move on uh, just because Jim Gardner, you know, obviously yeah. was here for 45 years. Um, but somebody that I actually became friends with and, and worked with, uh, not when I was at NBC10, but um, actually when I did that ancestry thing, um, he did a story on my family, Jim Rosenfield. Yeah. Um, and he's leaving Aww. NBC10. Yeah, I, li- yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah, and next week is his last week. So we're not going to be here. Um, and obviously it's overshadowed by Jim Gardner retiring from Six ABC, but yeah, Jim Rosenfield from NBC Ten is uh, moving on. He'd been on the the anchor desk a couple of times, had he not? Oh, yeah, he, he was. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was the anchor. Yep, yeah. he, he was the anchor. I'm not sure if he is retiring or okay. if he is going somewhere else. That I, was going to be my question. I think I'm pretty sure that he is retiring and doing um, other things. Is what right. um, okay. I've heard. All right. Well, good, good luck, Jim. Good dude, man. Yeah, absolutely. We'll miss you, man. All right. Uh, well, thanks for the heads up on that, Kath. Uh, let us do uh, the Bizarre File now. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Hi, this morning it is brought to you by Wawa and gift card season. It's here, of course, and Wawa is your one-stop shop for Wawa. all gift cards. From Wawa gift cards, Wawa, Wawa. Wawa e-gift cards. Or a gift card from your favorite brand, Wawa, has a gift card for anyone on your list. All right, see if you can follow along this story. It's a little bit confusing, but interesting nonetheless. A Michigan mother has been charged after allegedly harassing her own teenage daughter and her daughter's boyfriend under a fake identity online. Mm. Kendra Gale Lakari of Mount Pleasant, Michigan, is charged with two counts of stalking, a minor, and one count of obstruction of justice, both felonies with a maximum of five-year sentences. Also, uh, she received a 10-year sentence for uh, a computer, uh, using a computer to commit a crime, which is a felony. So, officials began investigating her alleged messaging after cyberbullying complaints were sent to her daughter's school district, Beale City Schools, where Lakari was also a girls' basketball coach. The complaint involved Lakari's daughter, as well as the teenager's then-boyfriend. Lakari and the other student's mother... Uh, initially helped the school district investigate the harassing messages. So this woman is sending these, okay, and she's helping investigate this. It's deranged. But when the when the district's resources ran low and it became apparent that many of the messages were received off school grounds, the local police stepped in to help, and family members then told authorities that the teenager started getting the messages, uh, had started getting them early last year. Mm-hmm. 
after the prosecutor's office gathered 349 pages of text messages and social media DMs, the local authorities ultimately called in the FBI's Computer Crime Division in April. This has been going on for a long time. Yep. Superintendent William Chilman said that authorities told them that they suspected that Lakari was connected to the messages. The FBI confirmed their suspicions uh, when it determined that the messages coming from, were coming from the uh, Lakari's IP addresses. Lakari admitted to police to sending the messages. So uh, one of the officers said, by and large, it was mostly just harassing type text messages, demeaning, demoralizing, and just mean text. When the case first came to our office, it was bizarre and almost hard to believe. We're talking about several hundreds of text messages, over a thousand pages of discovery in the case. Lakari allegedly masked her location with a software platform and used multiple numbers and area codes so that it would seem as if her daughter's friends were sending the text messages. They called it a version of cyber Munchausen syndrome in a sense that this seems to be the type of behavior where you're making somebody feel bad or need you in their life because of this behavior. She ultimately aided her daughter in telling authorities about the messages. If at any point, uh, the uh, officer said, that this became something they didn't want to engage in or continue, they could have stopped. But rather than stop, they continued to snowball into this sophisticated plan where they try to conceal their identity and throw the police off of their tracks. Lakari's alleged motives are not clear. However, her daughter and the other teenager are said to be distraught over this whole thing. Your own mother doing this to get attention on That's her. Munchausen. Yeah, that's, that that's a classic example. Yeah. Uh, here's some idiots. Two young men <laughs> who've been charged with carrying out a swatting spree over the span of one week in November as they allegedly hacked into a dozen ring doorbell cameras across the country and live streamed police response uh, have been arrested uh, and charged. Uh, Kaya Christian Nelson uh, of Racine, Wisconsin, and James Thomas Andrew McCarty of Charlotte, North Carolina, were indicted by a federal grand jury last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the federal indictment uh, returned last week said that the pair allegedly gained access to several home security door cameras sold by Ring. Uh, they allegedly obtained login information uh, from Yahoo email accounts to victims across the nation. Nelson and McCarty are accused of calling 911, where uh, those victims lived and ma- and they would make false reports intending to generate an emergency response to the homes. Nelson, also known as Chumlul, and McCarty, a.k.a. Aspartame, are also accused of accessing the Ring devices and live-streaming the audio and video on social media as authorities responded to the hoax calls while allegedly taunting officers and uh, residents throughout the cameras. Uh, listen to the, these incidents that took place, okay? One took place in uh, West Covina, California. Uh, they alleged that uh, Nelson and an accomplice called police there posing as a minor, reporting her parents drinking and shooting guns inside the house. Nelson accused of using the ring camera to taunt officers as they arrived at the home. In another incident in Florida, McCarty, Nelson, and an un- unindicated co-conspirator called the police department claiming to be a man who had just killed his wife. He was also accused of saying that he had a hostage in the home and that he had rigged it with explosives. This can get people killed, oh, folks. So realize they're showing up to a house where the people inside have no idea what's going on. None. They could easily make the wrong move and end up getting killed. The series of swatting incidents prompted the FBI to issue a public service announcement urging anyone with smart home devices and cameras and voice capabilities to use more complex passwords to prevent the attacks. Nelson is currently incarcerated in Kentucky. Uh, after uh, allegedly calling the police there, uh, saying that there was an active shooter at a local school. 
He was sentenced to seven years in prison. McCarty is also accused of making at least 18 calls to police and schools threatening uh, attacks as well. I'm incarcerated, Lloyd! Uh, if convicted by Lloyd conspiracy, lawyer. each of the men faces a statutory maximum sentence of five years in federal prison as well. But that's just an idiot. A couple of idiots. All right, one last story, and then we will wrap it up. Let us end the year with this one. Uh, a Los Angeles sheriff's deputy is under investigation for apparently having sex on the job or at least that's what it sounded like on the radio broadcast that picked up some of the nitty gritty. Oh. So he he didn't realize he was broadcasting his uh, affair out to other people. I believe it was her. Her? But yes, okay. the audio obtained by TMZ could be heard over uh, LASD airwaves this past weekend. Uh, it came from what a rookie female deputy was working at the men's central jail, and that night, and it sounded like during a break in her shift, she got in some a little bit of business. Uh, you can hear a woman giggling and warning her partner that he's going to rip her underwear, to which he responds to playfully. And uh, now, law enforcement sources say this deputy went out to a parking structure that night, and her uh, bosses believe she accidentally engaged her radio Uh-oh. while getting into it. And she eventually realized the microphone was open and shut it down, uh, and the damage was done at that point. So the agency has launched an internal investigation to find out more about the incident. You have to do that. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. All right, we're going to take a break. And what am I giving away? Casey's last, one. last case of beer. Woo! Giving away a lot of beer this morning. Last case of beer from Victory. It's called Dirt Wolf, one of Philly's favorite beers. We'll take caller number uh, 19-215-263-WMMR. Uh, it's big and bold, delicious double IPA on the prowl at 8.7%. You can find Victory Dirt Wolf near you. So we'll take that caller now. We'll come back in a moment. And lesson question, trash music news coming up. Stay there. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Hey, Window Nation brings the best of the home show savings right into your home. You can get two free windows with every two you buy with no limit, plus pay no interest for 60 months. Go to windownation.com slash home show and use their free virtual visualizer to see how their window options will look on your home. But hurry, these once a year home show savings end soon. Get two windows free with every two you buy and pay no interest for five full years. Call today, 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com slash home show. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hello. Hey, uh, Santa. Hi, this is Casey. I live in Brumo. You know my kids. I have Casey and Seamus and Avery. And I have Casey here. How you doing, Santa? Well, I feel very well. Thank you. Um, Casey had a lot of questions for me that I didn't quite have the answers to. Casey, go ahead. You want to ask him? Is that, is that Casey? She's right here. She's getting a little shy, Santa. Okay. 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 Casey, can you hear me? Come on. You just saw him. He, we just saw you, by the way, the other night. We saw you on the fire engine, Santa Claus. Oh, yes. That was a chilly ride. It was really cold. And Do you have Santa on the speaker there, Casey? I have Santa on the speaker. Well, that. it's so nice to talk to you. I'm getting very excited for next week. She wanted to I'm... thank. I'm sorry, Santa. She wanted to thank you for the uh, candy canes that you gave her the other day. Well, hopefully she brushed her teeth after she ate them. Right. Well, she she had some specific questions for you. She wanted to know if the elves are your kids. No, no, they're not my personal children, but I, I treat them like my children. They're very, very helpful at the North Pole, though. 
Do you have kids? Because we caught the movie Fred Claus the other day, so she wanted to know if you had any kids. Are you putting me on? What? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Fred Claus, wasn't that that awful movie with Billy Bob Thornton? No, that's Bad Santa. We're, Fred Claus is with Vince Vaughn. Okay. okay. Well, that's. I was uh, concerned that you were showing your daughter Bad Santa movies. <laughs> no, I was flipping through the channels, and we usually watch Nickelodeon Santa. Oh, oh and, that's uh, a good thing. She saw the Santa Claus hat, and we had to stop for a second. So, all right. <laughs> uh, well, I'm very excited to visit the father household on Christmas Eve at KCUB. You'd be a good little child, and and we'll uh, we'll see what Santa leaves for you under the tree. Casey wanted to know what your uh... <laughs> uh, she wanted to know what your wife's name was. It's it's Mrs. Claus. See, that's what I told her, Santa. But she was like, no, she's got to have a first name. Well, I think some people call her Annabelle, but I've only called her Mrs. Claus. That's how we refer to each other. <laughs> All right, thanks, Bill. Uh, <laughs> you, mother, you better. You were recording that. What? Huh? Recording what? I'm with my daughter. Say hi, Casey. What? Dude, I got to go. I don't know what the hell you expect of me. Uh, Santa's got to go. Hello? Hello. Hey, Santa. Hi, Santa. This is Casey. I live in Broomall. Santa, uh, I'm here with my daughter and my son. How you doing today, Santa? Santa, uh, Casey just had a couple of questions for me. She wanted to ask me some questions about you. What is your wife's name? Mrs. Claus. We See, that's what I told her. She said, no, she's got to have a first name. Cindy Claus. Cindy Claus. See, told you it was something funny like Cindy Claus, Casey. Do you, have any, do you want to ask me? Do you want to... Casey wanted to know, what do you do when the reindeer die? What do you do with the reindeer when they die? Nobody dies in Christmas. Um... We have a funeral. You have a funeral? Yeah. Um, she wanted to know if you guys eat them. <laughs> Do you eat the reindeer? Oh, reindeer is very tough. She's uh, she's a little shy right now. Um, what other questions do you have for him? She wanted to know why you were on the fire engine the other night. I wanted to visit all the little boys and girls. Do you do that to all the little boys and girls in the whole world? I do. And then she had another question, and she's been a really good girl. Did you know that her birthday was the other day? Happy birthday. Santa knew that. Yes. Um, she wanted to uh, She wanted to know, because we just delivered toys for tots, and she said, well, I thought Santa got all the toys for the boys and girls. <laughs> so she's so smart. Um, so we didn't know what to tell her, so I said, you know what, I'll, <laughs> I'm just going to call Santa and ask. Uh, can you repeat that? I missed it. Uh, well, why do we give toys for tots if if Santa gives all the toys to the kids? Because some kids need extra toys because they don't have as much as anybody else. And she wants to know what color is your underwear? Red. And how old are you? I'm a thousand years old. A thousand years? Case, did you hear that? He's a thousand years old. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, Santa Claus. We'll see you in a week, right? Have a Merry Christmas. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye, Santa. Now more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR.
have a funeral. <laughs> what else would you do? Uh, for a little background, that one, now we have the famous uh, Bill Weston, Santa Call. Uh, but that is uh, a buddy of uh, Casey's who who he calls uh, Super Dave. I, none of us know Super Dave, but Casey was pulling pranks. We also have a, you know what, can we play? Can we do the Rovine? Do we have the Matt Rovine one oh, too? Yeah. Why too. not? Because we're, yeah. gonna, we're, gonna, we're not going to be able to fit all these in. Yeah. We also want to get the uh, Stallone, uh, the full. We got it. Yeah, yeah, that's ready to rock here. Uh, Press, you want me to just put this in the stack here? Yeah, so Matt Rovine. <laughs> used to work in our sales department here. We're over six ABC now. Has well, now, now he's his own. Uh, yeah, he's got right. his own thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. When did that happen? This year. Yeah. Oh, good for him. And he fills in for Jim Garner. Uh, <laughs> from time to time. Yep. Matt, he has uh, one eyebrow. You, you may have heard Matt. Yeah, about Matt on our show for over the years because Casey likes to bust on his gigantic eyebrows from time to time. <laughs> yeah, it's not one. It's just too large. It's too large. Really right, right. Yeah. Only I'm just jealous of how handsome he is. Yeah. That's what he's is. a good looking fellow. He's a great guy. Uh, so Casey also uh, pulled the same bit on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's play that yeah. as well. But uh, we had Super Dave. I, I still love the uh, no one dies at Christmas. <laughs> we have a funeral. We have a funeral. <laughs> you bury the living person. And then you asked. Uh, no, it was a reindeer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, the, uh, he asked. You asked if they ate the reindeer. He goes, reindeer's <laughs> tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I think it's. It's funny. It stands alone on its own. It stand, But if you knew Super Dave, it would be even funnier. All right. So here's the here's the Matt Rowe one. Here we go. Hello. Hey Santa, how you doing? I'm good. It's, ho, 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 Casey. We accidentally called our friend Matt earlier. I'm so sorry. I, we totally meant to call you, Santa. How you doing today? I'm good. How well, are you? Uh, I'm good. Casey, do you have anything you want to say to Santa? Casey, I've heard you've been a very good girl this year. Well, Casey's not eating her lunch right now, Santa. Oh, it's very important to eat your lunch if you would like all of your Christmas presents. Well, she said she saw you on the fire engine the other night, and she wanted to know why you weren't back at the shop making toys. Because Santa needed to take a break, but I'm (laughs) back making toys right now, and I took a special break just to call Casey. See, I told you. She wanted to say thank you for the candy cane. You're welcome. Casey just turned four years old on Saturday, Santa, and she is such a big girl. She has all these sorts of questions that she likes to ask about uh, Santa that I don't even know the answers to. But we have um, an elf on the shelf. His name is Marty, and she wanted to know if all the elves were your kids. Yes, they are, Casey. How many kids do you have then? I have a ton. And you put them to work by making all the uh, Christmas presents? My children help me make all the toys. How much do they make an hour? I cannot disclose that. (laughs) All right. And what did you want? Did you want to know what her, uh, what Santa's wife's name was? Okay, ask him. She's so shy now, Santa. God. Casey, don't be afraid. You can talk to Santa. Oh, she just went and hid behind the couch. (laughs) Don't say her name. I think you just scared her, Santa. I'm sorry. What is what is your wife's name, Santa? Mrs. Claus. See, that's what I keep telling her, but she says no. Mrs. Claus has because Santa is your first name. It's not like you're Mr. Claus, is what she says. That is true. So is Mrs. Claus' first name Mrs. Yes, it is. See, I, I f- told you. <laughs> told her, dude. Um, she also wanted to know um, what do you do when the, all the reindeer die? They never do. See, they live forever and ever and ever and ever. And what about Rudolph? Rudolph is my favorite. He's your he f- leads the way. He leads the way. See, 
And here, sing him the song. Go ahead, sing the song. Come on. You know, sing the fuck song. Never mind. Stacy. What? Your daughter's not there. She's right here. Santa, she's right here, Santa. Why are you saying the F word? Did I say the F word? Yes. I've been a very naughty boy, Santa. I'm so sorry. I'm in a client's. And I'm standing behind the building doing it. Santa has clients, Case. Did you hear that? Santa has clients. All right, bye-bye, Santa. I'm with a client. He stepped outside behind the building. Oh, my God. I've had a client. You guys see the request line? Oh, my God. Rovine's there. Matt Rovine, Merry Christmas. Hey, buddy. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. You know, that that still makes me laugh. Oh. To this day, I can picture myself standing outside of that meeting. <laughs> the best and you didn't so... even have kids at the time. Like, no, he jumped right in. He didn't. And so what happened was I called, and, and Matt knows I prank him all the time, so I called him and did that. And he right away was like, dude, you're, you're, this is, you're faking it, blah, blah, blah. And then he, like, hung up on me, and I texted him. I was like, dude, I'm talking to my daughter right now. Like, I can't believe you did that. And then he stepped outside. <laughs> I I felt so bad, and I, I called him back. And then you know, this has been this is what fifteen years ago. Yeah, oh, thirteen. Yeah, 13, thirteen years ago. Wow, unbelievable. <laughs> how long did you, how long ago did you leave the station, Matt? Uh, I think six six years. Six, six years. years? Okay. Point. All right. And then you were working at Six ABC, and now you're out on your own. That's right. Run my own business now. What's the name <laughs> of your business? Uh, Divine Public Relations. Divine. Along with my wife. Vine. Oh, Vine Public right. Relations. Yeah. Oh, that's great! Congratulations, for you, man. That's Thank awesome. You. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we, uh, yeah, we, we we have to relive this moment every year. It's yeah. just, it's, I love it. It's classic. <laughs> it's the best, man. Especially with Casey. You didn't flinch when he dropped the first f bomb. <laughs> I did not, and I want to play it for my kids. I think they're too young. So I'll just have to wait. A <laughs> yes, all right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just wait. Just wait. Nice. All right. Hey, buddy. Have a, have a great holiday, man. And uh, yeah, it was good talking to you guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. We'll see you, Matt Robot. Hey, he's awesome, man. He's excellent. All right. Uh, we have a couple things le- left to do. <laughs> a couple of things left to do before we wrap up. Uh, one of them is today's lesson question. And we are going to give away, by the way, uh, for a prize. What do we have here? We have a Babylon prize pack. Why did this not start? What the hell's going on? What? Babylon prize pack, uh, including a branded Bluetooth speaker and wireless charger from Fandango. Also, Fandango, you get the code to see the movie Babylon. So the question we're going to go with today is, in most surveys, which country is the number one answer? 215-263-WMMR, right? In most surveys, which country is the number one answer? 215-263-WMMR is our number. Give us a call if you heard it and you happen to know, and we'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, this morning is brought to you by Helium Comedy Club, bringing the laughs to Philly for many years. Helium Comedy Club has the best comics of today and tomorrow, live every week. Tickets and lineup at heliumcomedy.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Harrison Ford reportedly tried on 75 hats before choosing the right one for his character on the new series 1923. Amazingly, it only took three tries before Ford selected the perfect ball gag. Hey! Great American Family Network star Paul Green says his favorite holiday gifts are the ones that come from the heart. 
and not the wallet. Green says he came to this revelation when he got his first paycheck from the Great American Family Network. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, Dwayne Johnson announcing that his character Black Adam is right now not part of the new James Gunn DC movie universe. Johnson revealed that he and Gunn had a great conversation that left open the possibility that he could tell people about the conversation. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the phone and see if somebody knows the answer to this. In, which, in most surveys, which country is the number one answer? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Kate and see if she knows the answer. Hi there, Kate. Hey, Gazooks. Gazooks, Kate. All right, so in most surveys, which country is the number one answer, please? Spain. Spain. Yeah! Spain is correct. Hang on a second, Kate. You just got yourself a Babylon prize pack, and that includes a branded Bluetooth speaker with a wireless charger and a Fandango code to see the film Babylon. It, it's an original epic set in 1920s Los Angeles, led by Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, and Diego Calva. And it hits theaters uh, Friday, tomorrow, by the way. All right, music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Pow, 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 pow. Kaboomba. All right, brought to, you, <laughs> brought to you by Halcyon Floats. Give the gift of relaxation with a float session in Halcyon Floats. Philadelphia's premier float center floats stress and pains away with the deepest level of inner peace and relaxation there is. Halcyonfloats.com. Relax, recover, reset. All right. Uh, on the first day of winter, yesterday, uh, Weezer released another EP from their project based on the seasons of the year. The new one is simply called Seasons Winter. Uh, Rivers Cuomo described it in comparison to the others in the collection. Stinks. And, and no, he called it the most <laughs> meditative of the bunch. Uh-huh. That's right, uh, He said, uh, for each of the four seasons, I set myself a goal of focusing on a specific emotion. And for winter... It was sadness. Hmm. And so I just kept meditating on sadness. And I guess that manifested as loneliness and a need for companionship and understanding. Sounds like a ball of laughs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He needs to go to Spain. He also announced that uh, the band is getting ready to make a big tour announcement sometime soon. No other details were revealed. Dave Grohl continues to post videos of his Hanukkah sessions cover series. Uh, Each uh, year he teams... Uh, with friend and musician producer Greg Kirsten to put on a concert to celebrate the life and work of Jewish musicians and cover their music. Uh, the two of them also backed uh, Kirsten by Kirsten's bandmate uh, N.R. George uh, perform a the 70s classic from 10CC, The Things We Do for Love. I was a, and I am a huge 10CC fan. Uh, the original soundtrack is one of my favorite albums. That's where that uh, I'm Not In Love comes from. Uh-huh. And uh, there's just a ton of great stuff. Well, I love The Things We Do for Love. Yeah. It's just a fun song. Yeah. Uh, and as a bonus, Tenacious D, uh, Jack Black added background harmony on that as well. Earlier this week, he did a version of Blood, Sweat, and Tears, uh, Spinning Wheel. Uh, the performances were recently taped in front of a small live audience in Los Angeles. More are expected to be released this week. And you can find them on Foo Fighters' Twitter page. Wolfgang Van Halen is looking to wrap up sessions for uh, Mammoth WVH's second album sometime next month. The guitarist spoke to Metal Talk and offered up an update on the band's sophomore release. He said, I'm probably about halfway through it, recorded. Got a bunch of stuff recorded before we started on this tour. And then once I got home... I have a little holiday break, but then in January, I'm going to go finish it. So it'll be ready to be released sometime next year. Now, although Mammoth WVH is a bona fide band while on the road, 
Uh, Van Halen explained that it's a different story once in the confines of the studio. He said, in the studio, I do everything. Nine Inch Nails is its own thing in the studio, and then live, it's separate. And I think that I've found a comfortable way how I record albums now so that I'm having a good time don't, doing yeah, it. Yeah, don't fix what is, isn't broken, A. And B, yeah, that, that's... Um, that's been the case, like the case with Jeff Lynn. You know, Jeff Lynn creates for ELO ninety percent of the stuff. He's doing that himself, and then uh, the band plays it when they go out on tour. Yeah, Boston was that way too. Yeah. Uh, he went on to say, "I've been in bands before where it's like a collective experience, and this is something that's separate from that. It's something that's fully my own." And it's very exciting to be able to have that sort of creative outlet. He added in uh, that next year he's already looking. Uh, it's going to be a major year for uh, Mammoth WVH. He said, I am grateful to be touring in any capacity. Recently announced that we're going to be opening up for Metallica next year and the year after, which is really crazy. So I'm just honored to be out there and that people are willing to come and see us uh, from the bands uh, that have opened for them. And I am very grateful for the opportunity. I wonder if that's why he... So Mammoth WVH is kind of a... Clunking, I think it's kind of a clunking, clunking name. I'd go with like Wolfgang or or, or just Mammoth. Or just or, call it Mammoth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I, maybe that's to reinforce that band concept. Yeah, I was a little surprised that that Metallica show in uh, North Jersey hasn't sold out yet. Yeah, well, me too. Well, I mean, well, two shows. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah. You got to buy both. Um, I For just now. thought, that, yeah, I thought that there was uh, right case. Yeah, I just thought there'd be enough pent up demand. Uh, that they would sell out automatically. Well, yeah, Metallica is has a, uh, a, a rabid fan base. Yeah. And I would have thought that they would have all sold out immediately, even though it's a you have to buy uh, the two-day ticket. But there's still some that remain. Yeah. And then finally available now for pre-order is a new book, Alice Cooper at 75, framed by, by famed rock journalist uh, Gary Graff. Uh, the career-spanning tome will be published on January 31st, just ahead of Alice's 75th birthday on February 4th, and is described as a lavish illustrated biography of the original shock rocker, examining an extraordinary career uh, through the lens of 75 key events, uh, releases, and collaborations. And the 208-page Alice Cooper at 75 includes a whopping 350 color and black-and-white photos and sells for $75, as you might imagine. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan, you know, and, and just not even... Um, in general, the music was fun, uh, but the... Uh, the way he treated that persona, the way yeah. he sold it, yeah. uh, and and the guy that he is, it's just it's all engaging. Yep, I agree. And our uh, our former coworker Sydney is on the road with them, yes. with him uh, working with the, the band. All right, and that's what I have in music news for you. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back in just a moment. Get ready to wrap the whole thing up and hand it over to Pierre Robert, and we'll give away a word of the week prize when we return as well. So stay with us. A jolly happy soul With a corn cob pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal Frosty the snowman Is a fairy tale they say He was made of snow But the children know How he came to life one day There must have been some magic In that old sick hat they found Placed it on his head, he began to dance around. Oh, Frosty the snowman was alive as he could be. And the children say he could laugh and play just the same as you and me. 
made aware that it stops. I was so young, I didn't realize how bad it was. Oh. We actually liked it. It was a movie that we would quote in our friend group. Mm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. What were the quotes? Um, <laughs> you could touch me and I'll sue, right? Yeah. Touch me and I'll sue. And then he, uh, Rocky goes, for what? For what? <laughs> <laughs> I think he maybe at some point should, um, He he. he I think he improved four. With a yeah. little bit of re-editing, I, yeah. I, I do like what he did with that. I, I, listen, he's he's <laughs> freaking fantastic. Even he admits that's a misstep. Uh, Pretend that one never existed. Yeah. Yeah. It could do that. Where's Ho Ho Ho? Here yeah. it is. Right. Ho 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 Ho. <laughs> Who was the Rattlers? the Don King in that movie? I don't remember his the, the actor or yeah. the character. Well, the guy that he was essentially playing a Don King. Yeah, he was <laughs> character I mean, actor. He was actually very good. Yeah, and you hated him. Tony Burton. No, Tony Burton was. Um, no. Oh yeah, that's the uh, his trainer, right? Yeah, he was great. Uh, He's great, stir crazy. That's a good question. I don't remember. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. Yay! Hey, man. Hey, hey good. <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> Wonderful. How do you do? I do fine. Excellent. How's the weather outside? Uh, it's it's Fry 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 <laughs> Fire did, is. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> uh, no, how is it? Because uh, uh, there's fine. like car accidents all over the place. Uh, well, it's a little icy. 
Is it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and... just well. I mean, you can't, but you can't see it. Ah. So um, yeah. I had a couple little mini slides. Oh no. Um, but um, I only uh, took out three mailboxes, so it wasn't so <laughs> okay. Bad. Wow. All right. Okay. Uh, That's uh, on your own property. You get a lot of mail. Yeah, I got a lot of mail. <laughs> Um, no, it's I, I didn't really take out any mailboxes, although I did some years ago uh, when it was snowing. And I had an all-wheel drive vehicle at that time, and I still took out a mailbox. Yes. Yeah, all-wheel drive won't keep you from slipping. What it can do is get you unstuck right. yeah. from snow. But just because, it, for those who, who have bought a four-wheel drive and, and uh, or all-wheel drive and think, hey, I'm not going to slip or slide anywhere. No, yeah. it can absolutely happen. <laughs> yes, so. it can. Heads up on that. Um, all right, yeah, I got a couple of errands to run, and I feel a little nervous about no, that. No, you're going to be fine. I hope so. Yeah, just put a little salt down. Yeah, throw yeah. it down. Uh, uh, well, your car has that new salt dispenser. Yeah, it shoots out of the front. Uh, yeah, right it shoots out, out of the front, and you press uh, more salt, and uh, it MS. will raise your cholesterol, but <laughs> it's okay. It's like the Mach 5. Yeah. You know, where the, the blades would come out come front. Out, yeah. This just shoots Absolutely, salt out yeah. in yeah. front of your car. It's like yeah. a James Bond car, yeah. except it shoots salt. So right. in uh, the living daylights, James Bond has tires that um, shoot, uh, that have spikes that come out of the actual tires. <sighs> Uh, is that in the Aston Martin? That is in the that Aston Martin for that version. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he's riding around on a, on a uh, ice-covered lake. The last one, right? No, that was uh, Timothy Dalton. Was That was one of the... This, uh, was No Time oh, to oh, Die was okay. the last Bond movie. Okay. Imagine if Stallone was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this Bond! Uh, by the way, Steve, that, that actor's name who played the Don King guy was uh, Richard Gant. And uh, I know that you're a fan of The Wonder Years, the new, the reboot. He yes. Is, he is in that. He plays oh. Granddaddy Clisby. Oh, he's, uh, the new Wonder Years is fantastic. Really? Yeah, he's great. Is that from Craig Legans? Uh No, I just oh, looked I it up. I thought he would text that in or something. Yeah. Uh, okay, so shall we do the letter of the day? I think yes. All right, and let me see. Hold on, I don't have the button all well, set Well, there's a new system thing. here, and it takes a little while to get <laughs> Kristen ready. and Steve oh, on God. Every Dream. <laughs> now, the daily letter. Right. <laughs> the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. E as in early. All right, and we'll take caller 7 at 215. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR, and you'll have a shot at winning the Word of the Week prize. So come and get it. Caller number seven. Uh, are you like us off tomorrow? Or I am you, not. No, tomorrow, tomorrow is our Christmas Eve yes. show. Oh, it's the second best uh, show of the year, right, that you do? Uh, <laughs> it's the only two that anyone listens right, to. Right, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if I had a dollar for every Wawa I've been in, it, yeah, I love that Thanksgiving show. Yes, and I'm on tomorrow, right after Preston and Steve. Yeah, that's fine. But, you know, the, that Thanksgiving show, or, you know, the Christmas Eve show. Yeah, tomorrow I've got a block of Pearl Jam. Yeah, that's fine. And it's... It's just like they don't care. They just don't care. It's Pierce's phone. That was my phone. Yeah, was my phone. Okay. Oh, an angel got its wings. Huh? An angel's got his wings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the bell yeah. Rang. If that's the case, a lot of angels have gotten their wings <laughs> in my show. Yeah. I always forget to turn this off. Anyway, um, yes. What was they saying? You were talking about how many times people point out that one oh, right. show. Yeah. That, and it's that, the Christmas show. Eve Eve show yes. tomorrow. Well, that's it's perfect, actually, because a lot more people will be available to hear it. Yes. Yeah. So tomorrow, uh, normally we do the Christmas Eve show on the 24th, uh, falling on a Saturday as it does this year. Uh, Bill and I were talking, and he thought, well, let's just do it on the 23rd. So the way we're going to do tomorrow is uh, w- uh, when the best of you guys is over, I will immediately start uh, with Christmas music. And we'll take that all through the all the whole day will be Christmas music all okay. day tomorrow. So from 
10-ish to uh, then I theoretically end at 3. Now, normally my Christmas and Thanksgiving shows go 5, 6, 7 hours. But um, Jackie Bam Bam is doing his show tomorrow. Right. Oh, so not. Brent is not on tomorrow. It's going to be just me and Jackie. And then we unfortunately have a hockey game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I love those yeah. games. Go, 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 go. Sports up. I don't know. <laughs> but, so, um, so that thing is going to be wonderful, actually. No, it's going to be a wonderful Christmas hockey game. They're all wearing jingles and bells. And, no, I'm talking uh, about you. Oh, right. I think oh. the fact that you're doing your show, on, and because I always listen. I love it. God bless it's you. It's actually my favorite of the two shows. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and uh, yeah. I just think there'll be more people. You put a lot of work so there'll be more people available to hear it. Yes. So tomorrow, as soon as you guys are done with the best of, we start the Christmas Eve Eve show. Right. Uh, and that's going to go through uh, 3 o'clock. Jackie will come in. We'll probably do an hour or so together, and then he'll take it up to the hockey game. Hey, and nice. by the way, speaking of Jackie, he's going to be on Fox 29 tonight. Oh, cool. uh, Yeah, they're going to feature him at the, around 6.30. Uh, he's going to be on Kelly's Drive, uh, Bob, Bob Kelly thing. That I watch has. it all the time. Yep. I so, really do. I love uh, it. He's going to take a tour of the Mummers Museum with uh, Jackie Bam. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Jackie is wild. And then, uh, uh, you know, then it's off to the races. I mean, it's it's showtime. It's are, fun time. Are you a part of the, the Mummers uh, parade this year? Because I know they're changing things up as far as the telecast goes. Yeah, they don't. They're not going to broadcast the traditional on Channel 17 the way they yeah. used to. So It's on me. TV, Marissa was right. Me. Yeah. I don't know what me TV is, it's but great. whatever. Uh, I, I know it's all about me, mm. and so but it's they, memory TV is what it is. So right. it's like it's old, old classic shows, but this is me TV too. Right, it's me TV too, and they didn't invite me. Yeah. to me. So um, <laughs> nice job, me. But uh, so the me TV apparently whatever the hell that is will broadcast some version of the Mummers Parade, but without me. Right. It'll okay. be me without me. <laughs> I mean, and it's like when Little Richard won, it, well, he was uh, announcing the award for Best New best new Artist years ago at the Grammys, and he goes, and the winner is me! It should have <laughs> been me! It should have been me all along, and people were howling, and yeah. he just, he went, all right, I'll open it. No, it's still me! <laughs> wow. I, I loved it. It was great. Nice. All right, um, well, we'll find out what you got going on in a moment today, but let me go to uh, Jackie. We're looking for caller number seven. Hi, Jackie. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Wonderful. Jackie, we have a prize over here. If you want it, you got to give us a word. Care. Great day in the morning! Care. Hi, Jackie. You just got yourself a $500 Amazon gift card courtesy of the Blue Man Group. So congratulations oh to you. Oh, my God. That, uh, that, uh, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. It's Aww. our I'm pleasure. Sh- I'm some shaking so bad. I think my pressure's up, and I don't even have high blood pressure. <laughs> Does that come in handy, Jackie? Oh, definitely. With the grandkids, definitely. Oh, Excellent. awesome. Wonderful. Excellent. Well, have a great holiday. Hang on the line. We'll get your information, and we'll set you up, Jackie. And don't forget, that is from the Blue Man Group coming to the Miller Theater. Uh, from December 27th to uh, December 31st. And for tickets and information, you can visit KimmelCulturalCampus.org. I don't think we mentioned what's happening on your show today, did we? I want to go see that Blue Man group. I've never seen it. I've heard it's great. Excellent. Um, Yes. um, On the program today, we will have, as we've been doing every day for the last 10 days, a, a big Christmas block. 
Uh, plus, Eddie Vedder's birthday is coming up. Which day is it? It's Nick? tomorrow. All right, so we're going to do a block of Pearl Jam today. Uh, and they, they have, got some per, uh, some Christmas songs yeah. too, so you can toss one of those in. Two. Well, I'll do both. The I, someday at Christmas. I don't believe in Christmas. Is and, there uh, another one? Let me sleep. It's Christmas time. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'll do all three of those in that block of Pearl Jam. So it's going to be a very Christmassy show. And then Queen uh, in a workforce block, and they've got a Christmas song. And I think we have tickets for something or other. So we'll have those. Uh, <laughs> Great band. Uh, something or other is yeah, playing at that other. joint. Nice. Uh, that joint yeah. downtown. Yeah. Uh, Doohickey opening yeah, up. Yeah. And Doohickey opens. And if you haven't seen Doohickey, dude, oh you got to go. I mean, you will start drinking the second they hit the stage. Yep. So <laughs> Doohickey and uh, something or other. Thingamajig. Yeah. Thingamajig. Oh, they're in the middle. Right, right, middle right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, they're just doing a short <laughs> filling yeah, 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 set. Yeah. Uh, well, let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by uh, Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and by Wawa. They have a gift card for everyone on your list. Anyone on your list. Uh, happy holidays from Wawa. Uh, so yeah, we're we're wrapping up for uh, yes. today. Uh, thank you, by the way, uh, for all of the wonderful text messages that have come in through the uh, course of the morning. Uh, we appreciate the love, and we wish you as well. Uh, the happiest of holidays and wonderful new year. We'll be returning shortly after uh, the new year to get it together. And Always an honor and a privilege spend, to be here, right? Spend all this time again. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Most definitely. So uh, we love you. We hope you have a, a great day and a great holiday season. Rage on, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Dang! Dang! Dang!